0: 100 years shit house
1: Ah, uh, Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now
0: I hate you If you think we will be insightful Clever or just well-researched We're here to say that's not the case We'll just go out and wing it We are two guys, one car
1: it's Tuesday, May the 23rd. This is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my
0: name is Charlie Clawson.
1: Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much. Uh, neither of us watched any footy this weekend, no. so fuck you. That's the end of today's podcast. Yeah. oh That's the problem.
0: <laughs> Play on not 15.
1: <laughs> fucking, I sent you a message on Saturday after both our teams had lost and I was just like, fucking football, stupid, fucking AFL, it's dumb a- podcast where you have to talk about <laughs> AFL and have to pretend I'm interested. It's... This is what has changed. I don't know if it's the same for you, but certainly um, I got two points on this. And the first one I think you will recognize, which Mm. is that uh, we didn't really know what it was going to be like when we uh, decided to do this podcast. And the major downside of this podcast has really been the fact that when your team plays on a Friday night or like a Saturday during the day, yeah. you then have to pay some attention to AFL football for the rest of the weekend. Like yeah. even if I'm not watching the games, I try to listen to the footy shows and stuff, but the amount of times this week, like for example, I normally love when they interview Harry Taylor. I think he's great on the Ooh. radio, but well, after he's kicked five goals, after he has not get five goals in his fucking life against us, yeah. then you know what? Fuck you, Harry Taylor. Yeah. I'm using that skip forward function. <laughs>
0: It's like when I, I normally like to catch up when the um, AFL do their top 10 plays of the week. Oh yeah. They're considering that two of them were Buddy Franklin against the Saints. I was like, oh, I don't nah. know. we watch it this week.
1: Just fuck this
0: shit. It's yeah. stupid
1: fucking football. I mean,
0: you're going to get a boring podcast when the Saints and the Bulldogs play the first two games of the round and we both lose. Because Will and I suddenly have a massive disinterest in <laughs> AFL.
1: In fact, that's the only good thing about the two guys, one cup cup that's coming up yeah. this weekend. The Saints versus the Bulldogs. At least one of us. We'll have some interest in football next weekend.
0: Unless it's a draw?
1: I mean, if it's a draw... Then you know this podcast itself has become Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: um
1: so that's the first thing. Like the first thing is just having to ignore. I don't want to watch on the couch on a Monday night. Yeah. I don't want to like. I watch Twin Peaks. That's what I've watched. Yeah. So I can get something it. less bizarre than yeah. Richmond season. <laughs> something less bizarre than this fucking season. <laughs> yeah. Like I said this on the the radio the other morning uh, on the on the hot breakfast, but I think it's absolutely true. You know, every year uh, people try to copy the premieres. And, and certainly they've copied some of the you know, that the bulldogs handball game. But the other thing that they've copied is every team wants to finish seventh. <laughs> it seems like the prime position. Nobody wants to finish first. Nobody wants to finish last. Everybody's going for seventh. Yeah, and it's like a concerted fucking effort.
0: It's just uh, I mean, I don't know if I got. I mean, three wins on the trot. One good win against GWS was feeling pretty good about it, but I think I even said last week I suspected if we are going to drop a game, it'd be this one. Resurgent Sydney, you know, we've we made a lot of changes, brought in like three players and stuff, and then you know we had not not making excuses, Will, but we did lose a player in the first quarter, and then no,
1: no, I think when you've lost that badly.
0: It's make, time some to make some excuses.
1: <laughs> I think that's what exactly what you should be doing. Well, I've not I, I actually. I spent the whole weekend making excuses. We had twelve of our Premiership players out. We've dropped eight of our Premiership players this year. Libba's on holidays. Apparently, he's still playing for Vietnam. Like I made some excuses.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I. didn't. I didn't even listen to. Normally, I listen to Richo's post-game yeah. press conference because I wanted to see what the antonym of pleasing was, to see if he had one. I mean, is he going to say that was unpleasing? That was not pleasing. That was not pleasing. Today was not pleasing. It was not you positive. just put not. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Just put not at the front. It is not pleasing and it is not positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those rounds where I was like, oh, we're not ready. I mean, I, you know, I've said on this show before that I feel like, you know, we're a superstar short of being like a top four team, And then watching Sydney play... I was like, well, they've got like three superstars. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even if we got like a Dustin Martin or a or, or a Kelly next year, you know, Buddy was kept quiet for three quarters. Then in the last quarter, just went fucking berserk. You know, Dan Hanabry's back. You know, Isaac Heaney played a pretty good game. Luke Parker seems to be back in form. It's like, all right. Okay, this is familiar. <laughs> I know this feeling. I
1: mean, it's rare when a side is like 2 and 6 or 2 and 7 or whatever Sydney are and you go premiership favorites. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it is funny like cuz that is obviously all the talk is, you know, let's get if they get a run on, they can only drop three games or whatever. Hold like cool your jets everyone. Hold on. Every fucking 2 weeks there's a new premiership favorite. Like I understand you got to write you got to write articles and stuff like that, but I'm not convinced that Sydney, you know, suddenly, if they can get a run on flag favourites, who fucking knows what will happen in this crazy season?
1: Oh, yeah. You can't imagine a team going on a run this season. And they will have to go on a very, very decent run at some stage. Well,
0: so let's see. The season started with three teams, five and zip. was that right? Adelaide, Geelong and Richmond? And Richmond, yeah. Yeah. Now, (laughs) let's evaluate that five rounds later. You know what I mean? Things change a lot. I mean, Geelong were considered a basket case last week. And now they're fucking oh they've got their mojo back. I'm like,
1: oh, well, the fact that they went on. from that they went from their worst tackle record ever to the best tackle record ever, mm. like two games, two weeks in a row, yeah. like that sort of stuff. You're just going, well, that's two weeks, like so. Who knows what's going to happen another week from now? Yeah, North might still win the Premiership,
0: mate. The bloody mate. Sh-
1: that's what I get on now. I would just go and look at any team that can statistically make
0: statistics, statistically, testically, testicularly make
1: the. Get on Melbourne. Yeah. Sorry. That's that's bad form.
0: Sorry, Jesse. I wish you all the best of luck. Apparently, it's going well for him, which is good news. That is worst. good news. Um, so, it was, I mean, speaking of Melbourne, they completed the two guys, one cup trifecta where we said for the most two guys, one cup round, we have to have Richmond being Richmondy. We have to have Melbourne dropping again. They should win. And what's the other thing that we always... Collingwood. Back, Collingwood, back to the, the wall. Collingwood backs to the wall. Backs to the wall. And they, like, in
1: fact, I, I would go a step further in saying with Collingwood that not only... Is our backs-to-the-wall theory proven now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock it in. It's a
0: backs-to-the-wall. <laughs> right, that's your lock?
1: That's my lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because here's the thing. They didn't play well... Until they were, like Buckley was going to lose his job at halftime. Yeah, like it was going around the ground. This is it. They can't even keep him till the end of the season. So that's what Buckley's got to do every week. Lose In the fact, first half. Well, he's just got to get him into a position, whatever position they can get to. And I think Eddie's got to be part of this. Eddie's got to get into the rooms. He's got to like look like he's going to fire Buckley. Like you've got it every week, right? Like you know, maybe Eddie has to do a pregame like sort of a quarter time. He sends out Eddie. He's like, look, I'm going to fire Bucks.
0: Okay, here's what we'll do, right? You know how like the Fon's his office was the toilet of. Uh, yeah of al's uh uh, joint so eddie sets up a temporary office in the change rooms of whatever ground they're playing in so just like stick eddie's office to the toilet door and so eddie at the start of the game lets the players know i'm going in here and at halftime he sticks his head out of the toilet and says bucks can i see you oh yes and so no one quite knows what's going on so the players like oh shit you know we have got to play for bucks now
1: Or, you know, like one of those glass window sort of, you know, office arrangements. (laughs) No, not a coffee table. You're going in a whole different direction. Okay, right. Like a glass window. More more like a radio station. Well, more I'm thinking more your classic, you know, uh, cop goes into the police sergeant scenario, right? So what you basically say, you can't hear what they're saying. But you see Buckley kind of standing in there going, this is how I want to do it. But you see Eddie kind of yelling it back at him and like, yeah. you know, you're out of here. That's what the players have got to say.
0: He's got a hand in his badge and gun.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's got a hand in his whistle and his <laughs> I- top five list of his favourite <laughs> movies.
0: <laughs> well, I think we were, we were in trying to come up with a solution for Collingwood's season, I think we we're thinking too broadly where we're like, oh, they've got to have their backs to the wall you know, from week to week. But if we actually shrink that down to the game... That is a winning formula. They just have to get in a position, a precarious position every game, have their backs against the wall. and right. then
1: the rope dope strategy. Yeah, that's right. But the problem is sometimes they can't get back far enough. That's the problem. So you've got to go, how can we artificially get their backs to the wall before the game mm. so that you don't have to do it in an in-game scenario? So I'm suggesting they replace the Collingwood change rooms with a Gravitron. Yeah. So literally before the game, their backs they have to stand pinned, to, pinned the to the wall. Yeah. So they go out on the ground, having had their backs to the wall for like, they get on the Gravitron for like 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes on the Gravitron immediately before the game.
0: Yeah. They get in the Gravitron and then they stagger out the race and they all tumble through the banner because <laughs> it's <they're> so dizzy. <laughs> yes. That would be amazing. 15 minutes on the Gravitron. Now try and run down the race and get through that banner. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't you love to see BT having to do pre-game interviews in the gravitron, yeah, just vomit flying everywhere.
0: <laughs> I guarantee Scott Pendlebury would fucking have no problem, even with fifteen minutes in the gravitron. He would just fucking glide his way down that race and through the banner. How good a like, how good a player is Scott Pendlebury? Is he underrated? Do you think? Yeah, I think so, and I think that he.
1: People always look like... I think because he looks like he does it so easy and because he doesn't have that... He even, glides. Yeah, he glides. And so I guess sometimes when he's not getting it, it doesn't look like he's mm. having a crack as much as usual. You know, those sort of players cop that a little bit, but he's a, well, he's he does, a champion. He doesn't
0: have... When you when you sort of talk about Pendles and... Oh, sorry, when you talk about uh, players like Martin and Dangerfield and stuff, they have those explosive kind of eye-catching sort of highlights moments where I think with pendles it's more like the death of a thousand cuts like every possession is silk he's got got great skills and just like on field leadership it's not as flashy it's probably more like a Joel Selwood but less bash and crash
1: yeah or like a Sam Mitchell and again we're naming pretty good players like when you think of that you know just people who control the game people who if they're playing well the rest of the team's going to play well yeah I I heard him say in an interview that they were going so badly at halftime that his parents uh, were going to drive back to sale and as someone who went to school in sale and spent a fair bit of Life in Sale. That means you're very disgusted with the footage <laughs> because I don't care how badly you're getting beaten. You're, you're not rushing back to <laughs> Sale. Better get to Sale, get down to the club. No, thank you. Um, yeah. The, well, the other thing I was going to say about the weekend of football um, mm-hmm. before we get into like the game by game, because because so, we can talk about all these things is... When you lose on a Friday night, particularly uh, when the Bulldogs lost on a Friday night, it answered a question that I think we've been toying with on the podcast for a few weeks now, which is how quickly does my mindset fully go back to after a premiership to going back to the old Bulldogs supporter? And officially it's nine rounds. Like after Friday night, I was just like, well, it's a very close season and we don't have a great percentage. We're not going to make the eight. We'll probably end up... Like, around the 8, we might even win enough games to get in the 8, but we won't make the 8 on percentage because of these games that we've lost. We're probably going to lose us at Kilda next week because they lost. And then oh, and then we've got, like, the bye. And then, then we've got Sydney at the SCG and they're back in form now. And suddenly I've lost us, like, the next four in a <laughs> row or something. That's where I am again now. Too
0: early to talk rebuild?
1: I mean, we've got the players for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, here's what I will say uh, about that game is it's given me sympathy. Sometimes on this podcast, you know, we have been accused of uh, not being complimentary to Collingwood or being sympathetic to Collingwood supporters. I will say that I now understand what it was like to hate Travis Clark for all that time. <laughs> I tried to be nice, Charlie. I know we had a conversation on this podcast last year about whether uh, they should recruit the statue of EJ Witten or Travis Cloak. And I was on the side of EJ Witten, but I met him pre-season and I trusted him, Bevo. And I was like, Bevo has a plan. You know, we need to straighten up. It'll take some pressure off. Yeah. And then, I, th- you know, we were still a chance to win that game on Friday night in the, like coming into that final quarter. And then Travis Cloak, just Travis Cloaked it up like a motherfucker. Is it, Bever- Sorry, I'm swearing a lot today. This is also what I do more apparently. When you lose <laughs> footy. You're very I swear depressed. A lot more. This
0: is your Berlin years. Oh like, man. But it, Travis, like the talk, and even you, uh, this is what you tried to sell to me at the start of the year. Was I oh, know Bevo's going to reinvent him? And yeah, He's going to be a different player. What's he doing that's that different to what he was doing at Collingwood? Uh,
1: he's playing in a bulldogs jumper. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I don't know if there's been a lot of reinvention. Because, and
0: and you've got to wonder now with Redpath coming back, like. Where I mean, what's what's the role for him? Because I I thought maybe like backup ruckman pinch hitting forward, but you know if you get a proper ruckman back and a proper forward, then you don't need that person floating between those two roles.
1: Well, the the kind thing to say would be he was coming back from like a rib injury, so throwing him into the ruck would have been a pretty hard job for someone who's just had bad ribs. Ah, mm. uh, the meaner thing to say would be if there's a time where they're choosing to use Lin Jong in the ruck <laughs> yeah. rather than Travis Clark, then perhaps your role in the team is not quite necessary. I mean, Lin Jong's the only player, I would say, at the Bulldogs at the moment who is playing better than he played last year. Yeah, right. In the entire team. I don't think you could name another player. Some of the newer players obviously have come in, but like as a player who's previously played, Lin Jong's had me a
0: really, really good
1: season. You know,
0: Well, he needed to. I mean, he was a fringe player, so, like, it, it, he needed to have a really good season. The ones you got to worry about are the Libertores. It's like, I mean, were you a fan of him getting dropped?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, particularly if, and here's the thing about Liber, like, Lib is like, Liber's obviously a character. And, uh, a character. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colourful character. With all the meanings yeah. that are involved in that. Yeah. And, of course, then... He's a real individual. Yeah, exactly. He Look, he marches, Charlie, <laughs> to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. But uh, with that comes some other stuff, right? You know, he's obviously had an on-the-record incident, you know, previously. Um, You know, he did have that incident when he played footy, you know, in Vietnam, when (laughs) probably that was probably not the best thing to do in the entire world. Um, And look, he's known to have a good time. Like, he's, he's, he's clearly a guy who enjoys having a good time. If any of the players was most likely to enjoy his premiership success and perhaps not come back you know, in 100% the shape he should be in, but also of the players in the team, one of the, whose games rely on him being 100% in like finding fit shape because his game is, you know, so high tackling and he's still tackled a lot, you know, but he's just not getting the, the rest of his game injured. I think so. He's had, Bevo's had great success with dropping players in the past. Like, mm. uh, you know, he did it with Stringer, you know, he did it with McRae and they've all come
0: back to be, yeah. Better players, and Tory Dixon's still in the twos, isn't he? Well, he
1: came, he played really well. I thought on he was one of the better players on Friday. I don't even night. know he played on Friday, yeah. And we look heaps better with Tory Dixon than the team, I think, because he's just a really good shot at goal mm. and he just loves goals, never misses, never right? misses, <laughs> apart from in important finals. But no, but I mean, he, I think he at his best is it definitely deserves a place in the team. And yeah, I'm a bit with you. I think once if you have Boyd and Redpath and Roughhead all playing in the one team. I don't know where the place in that team for Travis Cloak is. I think the other thing we learned about that game, of course, is that Patty Dangerfield, despite broken ribs, is still
0: just a super, 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 superstar football player. Yeah, he just decided in that first quarter to just show everyone how awesome he was. Yeah, absolutely. And that goal from the boundary line, I mean, left foot, drop punt from the boundary line, like off a couple of steps, wasn't even like had much time to measure it up. You're like, okay, yeah, you're the best in the league. I mean, I know there's a Fife and a Martin going around, but he just does that so easily. Yeah, he's he's a superstar. He's he's the best, I think. And uh, the other thing that I think we learned is, you know how much
1: Geelong care about the opening of a stand? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the unlucky thing for the Bulldogs, that we got him in a stand game.
0: You yeah, know? right.
1: They, they love the opening of a stand at Geelong. That's why yeah. they open one every six months. <laughs> That's why they're doing it in such progressive order. It's for those home team victories. They
0: like to have their backs against a stand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like to make a stand. Yeah. Too long. We make a stand. Literally. Literally. Every <laughs> six months. To make a stand, we need a stand. <laughs> we build a stand to make a stand. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, I did watch the first half of that game and then I felt like I saw the cats pulling away, so I didn't I didn't watch the rest of it. And it Well the Bulldogs were great in the third quarter. I mean the Bulldogs obviously clearly, you know, did nothing in that second quarter. But they were
1: great in the third quarter, and I would have gone into three quarter time, yeah, you know, pretty confident that we, you know, looked like we were going to roll over them. Well, but I haven't
0: seen a game. Maybe you can refresh my memory. I can't. See, I can't remember a game this year where the Bulldogs have been blown out of the water for the entire game. Frio,
1: kind of, right? That Frio game was our worst game. But yeah, most of the time. Well, this is like one of the frustrating things about the Bulldogs, you know, this year is look. You can find a reason for all the games that we've lost. You know, you can find it, you know, we've lost to both the Perth teams in Perth. They're hard games. We lost to GWS at GWS. We lost to the Geelong at Geelong. If you wrote those down on paper as losses in your year, they're not terrible losses, right? Mm. You know, and we've won, you know, the rest of the games. It's an okay record, but I don't think we've been convincing in any of our wins, you know, like four quarter convincing.
0: Yeah. Like, and But that's almost better a better state to be in because other teams like the Saints, like Adelaide, like Melbourne have had victories this year where everyone's like, oh, look at that. Like these guys could be top four or they could be premiership favourites or whatever, whereas you guys have been consistently underwhelming. Right. <laughs> which is a better gauge of where yeah. you're at. Like I would much rather... A bit, un-
1: a bit underwhelming with potentially really great upside. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think the Bulldogs have been this year. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. That's but- <laughs> your slogan for 2017. <laughs> Mainly underwhelming, yeah. but with a lot of upside.
1: Yeah. When they're good, they're good. They're just yeah. not good enough. Enough.
0: Yeah, I just I feel this season is so interesting. Like I, I honestly feel like I can only get excited about I can only get excited about my team because there's obviously you know the the, the connection to me wanting to see them do well. But when these other teams get all this hype around them about being installed as like favourites or whatever, I just am like I don't. Pfft, Oh, let's see what happens next week. Like Melbourne, after they beat Hawthorne, after they beat Adelaide, everyone was like, oh, finally Melbourne have made it work. And then look what happened this week, you know? I mean, that is, someone has brought up a point that if we're going to talk about Richmondy, then we have to address Melbourne
1: Well, I mean, yeah, sure. No, I mean, we've talked about this before, which is the idea that they just can't, they win games that they shouldn't win and then they can't win games mm. that they're expected to win.
0: Yeah, but the, I think the difference between Melbourne and Richmondy is that, Melbourne don't get any swell of like bandwagon. Well, happening firstly, when they have it's a few the, wins.
1: Firstly, yeah, exactly. But also, the thing I'd say about Melbourne is, and I guess maybe this is the case as well, is that Melbourne they've never given you like enough in a row Mm. to get that momentum that a Richmond can get.
0: Yeah. You know, probably not since what, like 2006, Neil Danaher days, right? Yeah.
1: There there just hasn't been that period where, you know, you see what the demon army are like when they're up and about, because you never get enough of them in a row for them to be any genuine momentum. That's a good
0: point, actually. Like, whereas
1: Richmond, you know, you go through whole periods where you're just like, Oh, here we go.
0: And I guess it's also the thing of Richmond are unpredictable in what will happen. Whereas Melbourne are predictable. Like, we know how it goes. It's not like a a shock result or a bizarre finish, whatever. It's like they'll beat someone good, they'll lose to someone bad. It's not like this constantly amorphous, changing concept like Richmond.
1: Well, here's the thing I would say about Melbourne. I reckon this is Melbourne's best hope. They finish eighth. Because then, technically, for the entire final series they don't have to play anyone who's below them on the ladder.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean, that's the thing, right? If they're only playing teams that are better than them, they actually have a chance of winning the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That that's exact. So everyone's gunning for 7th. Melbourne, are one step ahead, they're gunning for 8th.
1: Maybe Melbourne are the ones behind this new idea about like teams that at finish 10th might get a wild card. That's <laughs> Melbourne's best chance. Is to finish 10th, get the wild card and go all the way. Well, I
0: guess it's well it'd be you could put Collingwood in that category as well. I guess Collingwood and Melbourne We'll be battling it out to see who can have the greatest odds of winning because both those formulas work seem to work for the, their teams.
1: Oh, I man, if they ever bring in a system for the finals where a team that finishes 18th can still win the Premiership, put all your money on the pot. It's <laughs> the <laughs> so backs of the wall, season
0: yeah man it's uh it's uh, maybe it's maybe it's just because of the of the losses and stuff but I just sort of I, I'm feeling kind of like I need a buy I'm a bit exhausted by the football results Yeah, I' am looking forward to the buy you know what I mean
1: yeah I need some time off
0: yeah and I feel like too um you I saw you put a link on the Facebook page to uh fox footy's new promo pie night yeah, pie night. I recommend I recommend
1: people checking it out by the way. That
0: also makes me think everyone just needs to have a break from football, <laughs> even at Foxwood <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, like. Just like six.
1: What I love about that is like I assume they shot all those promos at the same time right <laughs> when at they had the, the start of the season, in. right? Yeah, they get yeah. all the players in and then they get them to do everything. So what that one like is to me is like you know what, that's the sixth idea they came up with in the meeting. They go, hey, while they're there, just get them all to hold a pie and say pie. (laughs) We'll use that. We'll put it together later. We don't really know what our idea is yet, but just get them to hold a pie and say the word pie. That's all we are. I
0: had a story about George Lucas when he was uh, shooting his prequels uh, out in Australia. And I know a few actors who worked on them, and they said that uh, you'd shoot this scene, and then George would say, Hey, you know what? Just um, go over there. We're going to shoot you in a wide shot and just pretend you're talking about something because I'm going to use this in the in the next prequel we make. And they'd be like, "Well, what are we talking about?" Doesn't matter. I'll I'll think of it later. <laughs> and I think that's the Fox Footy approach. It's like just take this pie and say the word pie. We'll work out what the hilarious scheme. As it turns out, I'm a faux hip hop video. Is that, that's because you know people like throwing out pies, making it rain with pies, and scratching pies like their records. That that's the. Firstly, how many... Are, I don't know what the gimmick is. But that's what it is, right? Because it's like they, they cut together like pie, 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 like it's been sampled, right?
1: Is that really what it is? That's Hang what... On, that's I'm how
0: I... I'm going to have to look at it now. That's what I took it to be was... It was, you know, players saying pies, it gets cut up. It's a bit like the if the Avalanches were cutting a promo <laughs> for Fox <laughs> Is Footy. there
1: any chance that's why it took so long for the new Avalanches album to come out, <laughs> yeah. that the dudes from the Avalanches actually work in the Fox Footy promos yeah. department? Um, All right, I'm going to have a look. I'm going to bring it up on our uh, Facebook page, which some people have been having trouble finding. It's at Two Guys One Cup Podcast, uh, our Facebook page, and you can leave uh, any of your comments, your whispers, anything there. Um, Here we go. All right, Thursday night, pie night ad. Uh, It's quite a short one. Here we go. Yeah, she's on the decks. Oh, yeah, she's on the decks with a big pie. Pie.
0: Pie. 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 Avalanches. Okay, so they are all, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think I've seen an extended cut where um, someone is, like, flicking out pies. I think they're party pies, like they're making it rain with pies. (laughs) I think, well, maybe I just imagined that. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, mean, if if it did exist, it wouldn't be surprising. Again,
1: even if you watch this uh, promo, um, I will say Josh Kennedy, again, like, doing the most character work. (laughs) You know, a lot of the players are really just like not doing much with their pie moment. But Josh Kennedy really leans into it. I will say.
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe he's, he wants a, he wants a career after football as an actor. I mean, oh, you cast well. Know. It happened with what's his face from League. You know, uh, 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 Roberts Ian Roberts. He went to NIDA once he finished his league career. He did, didn't he? So I mean, if if Josh Kennedy wants to get into acting, I mean, they are making a Ned Kelly a new Ned Kelly film. Uh, oh, gee. I mean, would he just want to do beard roles though? <laughs> would, it be, would it be one of those
1: things where he's like, I'm more than, I'm an actor, not a beard. Like any actor can grow a beard. Like oh, you wouldn't when- you wouldn't want to go, hey, Josh, we've got like three offers for you. We've got Ned Kelly. Uh, we've got Ned Kelly's brother. And we've got uh, Santa. You can play Santa. They're the three so far. <laughs> I love they're the, the top three beard, in, beard roles. References.
0: <laughs> Ned Kelly, Ned Kelly's brother and Santa. <laughs> I mean, technically, you only really came up with two examples there.
1: <laughs> no, Nick Kelly, Kelly's brother, is also... In. Dan
0: Kelly, does he have a beard, though?
1: Not Dan Kelly from the band. Not like no, no but that
0: wasn't Nick Kelly's <laughs> brother, yeah, Dan, maybe yeah. it was.
1: Um, all right, I'm going to find out about Josh uh, Kennedy. I'm going to do a little bit more research. Oh, to yeah. What he's...
0: Well, let's do that. Yeah. So, it's funny, actually, uh, you know, we talk about how... Sometimes the West Coast fans who listen to this show feel a little bit aggrieved about our non-rating of their team. Because you think
1: the West Coast are not good.
0: Yeah. And I actually had a guy hit me up on Twitter on the weekend to say, you know, Charlie Clawson rates his Saints, but I don't recall the Eagles, you know, being five goals down to Sydney in the third quarter. This is before the West Coast game. (laughs) It should be said. But then I started taking heat from a few other West Coast fans and I was saying, look, Here's the thing. First of all, my dislike of West Coast is not based on evidence. No. Nothing I say on this show is based on research or facts or statistics. I mean, there should be a warning
1: at the start, but come on,
0: guys, if you haven't picked it up from now. And the second thing I I would say about it is like, it's not that I hate West Coast. I feel nothing for them. The one exception is Josh Kennedy. Like, He's the one player at West Coast that I'm, oh, he's interesting. I'd like to know more about that guy. But it's not a hatred of your culture or your playing style. It's just a more, I just find you uninteresting. I don't think that helped, does it?
1: (laughs) I just find you uninteresting probably isn't like the way to end something that almost sounded like an apology of some sort. Oh,
0: no apologies, mate.
1: But here's what Not I, in
0: the no spin zone.
1: Here's what I would say. You think they're no good. And that might just be because you only see the uh, games they play away from Western Australia. <laughs> because if you only saw their Melbourne games, you would think they were no good. Because in Melbourne, they are no good. Yeah. Uh, Joshua J. Oh. Josh Kennedy.
0: Joshua J? Joshua J. Well, that's his obviously his hip-hop name. Josh J. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but also it just says Joshua J. So, it doesn't actually say, like, it doesn't, I don't J, know. J as you,
0: in J-A-Y or no, J, the letter J? J.
1: Just He's, the letter J. I think his middle name
0: is just the letter J. the letter J. Like in Men in Black, how they just given a letter from the alphabet as a name. Yes. J.J. Kennedy. Why doesn't he go with J.J. Kennedy? That is awesome. Come on, J.J. Yeah, let's call him J.J. from yeah, now from on. Well, now oh, on. What about Jake Johansson? Jason Johansson.
1: Yeah, also, <laughs> J- Jake <laughs> Johansson. What about
0: all those guys? Yeah. Well, He's because he's JJ, isn't he? He is JJ, but it, like Josh Kennedy. JJ was, Kennedy. I think you've got to run it together. I like JJ Kennedy, has a has something to it.
1: I just find it weird that Josh Kennedy, when there's another Josh Kennedy playing in the game,
0: mm.
1: hasn't taken the opportunity when he already has it there to be JJ Kennedy.
0: That sounds cool. He should definitely be JJ Kennedy. Yeah, JJ K. Yeah. I love it. All yeah. right.
1: So already we're learning stuff. <laughs> Joshua J. Josh Kennedy, uh, born 25th of August, uh, 1987. Is an Australian rules football... uh, Yeah, okay, we know that. (laughs) (laughs) And proponent of head surfing. Yo! yo. Uh, Having originally played with the East Fremantle Football Club in the Western Australian Football League, he was recruited at Carlton with the fourth pick overall in the 2005 National Draft. okay So he played at Carlton, two seasons, 22 goals. uh, 22 games, sorry. Um, uh, Kennedy was traded to West Coast prior to the 2008 season. Mm -hmm. As part of the deal involving the club's then-captain, Chris Judd. Now, here's what I know about this, because I heard Chris Judd tell this story on the weekend. Mm. Uh, Chris Judd's kid uh, breaks the West Coast, oh. and his favourite player is Josh Kennedy. Oh. And uh, Chris had never really told him the the backstory to that before, but his kid was alerted to it by a stranger over the weekend. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it must be a weird thing to find out about your dad, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, all right. Um, over the following seasons at West Coast, he's established himself as a key forward. Yep. Okay. We all we don't care so much about his. So, he's uh, definitely
0: not American. He wasn't born in America.
1: No. No. So, that accent definitely has just put that on. <laughs> I want to know more about his like uh, personal life or stuff like that. Uh, this is mostly footy stuff, to be honest. I want to know, like, there
0: must be some articles about what- What, what does Josh, he do in his spare time? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, Josh. Well, I reckon he surfs. Kennedy. He's Western Australian. So there'll be a couple of things. He surfs and he fishes, maybe windsurfs even. So I don't know if this will
1: help, but let's see if we can find Josh Kennedy, uh, stats.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. You,
1: stars, blah, blah, blah.
0: Hobbies. Yeah. I mean, what do you Google? What does Josh Kennedy do in his spare time? Yeah. And are they going to just take you straight to the Sydney captain? Oh, here we go. All right. Um,
1: so this is from a while ago. Um, uh, this was in 2012. So maybe not up to date on what, you Josh is into, but, um, there was a segment on the, uh, West Coast Eagles website in, uh, 2012, May 4th, 2012, May the 4th be with you. Um, 9:46 a.m. So very specific timing. Obviously a precursor to this podcast. Um and uh, Josh Kennedy's on the sideline for a few weeks, so he's got even more time to sit down and answer your questions. All right, I love this. Yeah, okay. So here we go. Uh hey JK. JJ. JJ. Um I love watching you play and I'm a big fan of yours. Everyone gets injured once in a while. I was playing school football and fractured my ankle. All right, mate. We know what's your fucking life story. Right. Ask You got a question or what? I just get to the question, mate. I was playing school football and fractured my ankle just two days after your ankle injury. So I won't be playing for weeks. Yeah, okay, mate. No one's missing you from your school team <laughs> as much as they're missing Josh Kennedy. Much like you. I was wondering what gets you through an injury and past the thought that you can't play football. Cheers, Lockie. That's a good question for yeah. a young fella who's going through the same thing. And so, this Rampant is what, masturbation. <laughs> this is what uh, JJ says in response. Hey, mate. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing, but you can never focus on the negative. Always think of the positives, even if they're hard to find. Well, that's really the same thing as not concentrating on the negative, isn't it? But anyway, I'll be right by the end of the season. So hopefully we'll be back in action for finals. It's a long way until then. So I'll keep myself occupied. Here we go. Yeah. Helping the younger blokes uh-huh. and probably taking up a new
0: hobby. Oh, yes. Oh, what's your new what's hobby What's your new hobby, Josh?
1: I mean, this was in 2012. Yeah, you so he could be an times, expert at it now. Be, oh, I just really, really want to find out what his hobbies <laughs> are now. So... Uh, <laughs> Okay, let's see what else comes up under Josh Kennedy West Coast hobbies.
0: Well, let's think about what footballers normally get into. They normally buy a horse, they all go like shares in a horse, open a pub, uh, fishing. Oh, here we go. All right. We
1: might go back to the, the question and answer, but I've found a more up to date. Okay. I think about his business interests. All right. So, West Coast spearhead Josh Kennedy closes out business interests to focus solely on football. No. Okay. So, uh, West Coast power forward Josh Kennedy has all cl- but cleared his slate of day to day commitments. To fully concentrate on football. All right.
0: What was he doing before that?
1: Uh, the spearhead is pulled out of his bed sheet, uh, bed shed franchise. Right. So he was a franchisee yeah. in a, in a in bed shed. What's a bed shed? I don't know, a bed for your shed. I guess
0: it's a shed where they sell beds.
1: I imagine. <laughs> it's not a shed. I That's not a bed like, where they sell sheds? <laughs> I mean, 40 Winks, Captain Snooze, bed, bed shed. Bed shed, yeah. You know, yeah. the three big names. Yeah. His bedshed franchise, as well as regular radio breakfast commentary. Okay, ah, so okay. He was, he's in the media. He was doing, he was going down media street. Um, all right, okay, yeah, okay. That, no more interest on his hobbies there, though. But we we, we know
0: he was a franchisee, but now yeah. he's exclusively devoted to football.
1: I mean, he's a tall guy too. You know, might have been interested in beds and like you know getting a good sleep before games. That and he of kind thing.
0: of looks like the old Captain Snooze as well. If you put a little like nightcap on him and stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, like Josh Kennedy could definitely be the face of.
0: Um, it, Jim's Gardening of
1: Bedshed yeah exactly <laughs> Josh's Gardening yeah. that, that's why he shut down his Bedshed franchise because he was opening his Josh's Mowing business <laughs> definitely put him <laughs> on the side of you. you.
0: Um, you'd hate to say mowing your lawn though because it'd be that weird startup. You would just like do three or four little shirt bursts before he gets the proper run on going
1: <laughs> well that's how he starts the mower yeah yeah I mean that'd be really nice that'd be part of it all the people who work for Josh's mowing have that come weird and skip do and the step. little stutter yeah. in fact they mow your lawn with the stutter <laughs> if you're a big West Coast fan uh, right. go back to the Q&A okay let's go oh, no. back. yeah let's go back to the Q&A see if we get any more leads um, all right a second question. This was from Cameron. Yep. Uh, sup, Josh.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Fits kn- in with a well, night.
1: He knows he's, he, that he's a surfer. Yeah. Right. You know. Oh, even hip hop though. The, yeah.
0: J, the JJ Kennedy thing yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Sup,
1: sup. J, sup, JJ. One thing I'd like to know about you is if you could have any car in the world. Ah, oh, here we here go. go. This See, is this is good. Is good. Yeah. Uh, any car in the world? What would it be? And who wouldn't be allowed to go near it? Out of your teammates. Ah, oh, this is a good oh, question, Cameron. How the fuck did Lockie's question go first? It's <laughs> a great question, Cameron. Uh, all right, this is what Josh Kennedy, JJ Kennedy says, Cameron mate. He uses mate a lot even when he's typing, Cameron mate. I'm not much of a car man, Ooh. so I don't know much about them.
0: Oh, there you I go. wouldn't have picked that. All I right. would have thought he's an old like EH Holden nope. kind of station wagon. Only guy.
1: rides horses.
0: <laughs> doesn't even know what a car <laughs> is. He's still afraid of the sun. I'll be honest with you.
1: <laughs> Other than they get you from A to B. Oh, that's all he knows about cars. That's Ooh. a pretty simple way of looking at the world though. Yeah. Uh if I had to choose, maybe a Lamborghini <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Okay. He's a, sure. a man of simple pleasures. Um I know they're expensive, so if i if I could have any car then that would be it. Yeah. So it's right. just gone Mid- for the so moment. materialistic. Angle. Well, this is his business side come out again. Yeah. Obviously bedshed wasn't going that well at the time and he wanted really needed
0: really the Lamborghini. <laughs>
1: Uh, Andrew Embley wouldn't be allowed near it because he's too clumsy. Uh, Norm Smith uh, medalist
0: Andrew Embley, as someone pointed out to me. Yeah, I don't recall saying that he was no good, by the way.
1: I said he was a really nice guy. Yeah, right. We I just don't... mentioned that he knocked out Mick, Nick Maxwell one day and my uh, tour manager was still really mad about mad him. It. Yeah, I mean, He might have just done it because he was clumsy. Yeah. Because according to Josh Kennedy, JJ, <laughs> notoriously clumsy. All right, there's two more questions All and right. then we should actually move on
0: to... To the actual games? Yeah,
1: but for our... Western Australian fans. And next week we'll do, um, you know, Frio? someone from Frio. All right. Well, we've done a lot Zach of Frio, Dawson. though. What's Zach Dawson's favourite thing to do?
0: Oh, God. Fuck up games.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it came up in a question? Yeah. What's your favourite thing to do? Well, actually, I just love fucking up games of AFL. <laughs> it's been a real thrill for me to do it so often in my career and no one's cottoned on to it. I assumed I'd only get five or six games in, but it's been a blast. It's all been a whole prank. I've been making a documentary about the entire thing. I'm like the cooler. You know that that movie?
0: Zach Dawson with the William H. Macy references.
1: <laughs> yeah, loves William H. Macy as well. That's the other thing. Shameless. Um, all right. Uh, hey, Josh. This was, this is Morgan from Melbourne. Okay, okay. so here we go. Uh, Morgan from Melbourne. Uh, hey, Josh. I was just wondering how you and other footballers handle things such as getting a bad night's sleep.
0: Oh. So, bad, tough thing to ask a West Coast player because I'm pretty sure the answer is Valium. <laughs>
1: right? Well, also the other thing I would say is what you've gone straight to is like this is this is where he's got the idea for getting involved with bedshed. Yeah, right. Because he's going, you know what the people are, are want? They good want a night good night's sleep. sleep. Yeah, that's what. This is where he's getting a lot of his ideas, I think. Yeah, uh, a bad night's sleep or having a cold. What now, many people in uh, in other professions would take time off or pull a sickie if they felt like it from time to time. How do you stay so motivated? Went and saw, saw you boys train at the oh. Junction Oval on Saturday. Got an awesome photo with you.
0: I mean, Jesus Christ! These right, West Coast fans I need mean, to get straight to the point. Yeah, okay, just get to so it. So, what but, was the question? How do you what, cope with a bad night's, sleep or a, bad or bad a night's sleep or a cold? Or a cold. I mean, all right. Uh, hey, Morgan. Shut up.
1: <laughs> no mate, <laughs> didn't get yeah. a mate. Uh. Uh, a bad night's sleep and colds don't really bother me too much. <laughs> I feel like he's wow. he's a pretty low. Doesn't know about cars, doesn't doesn't, doesn't have
0: bad night's sleep. He's a real fence sitter. Just really... yeah. Even Stevens is what he is.
1: Uh, Bad night's sleep and colds don't really bother me too much because if I do have one, I quickly figure out why and then change it so it doesn't happen again.
0: I mean, that uh, is he's a not very... talking about the cold. There, it's talking about a sleep, right? Because you're actually saying you can change your own biology. There's some kind of like mutant. He said there's no cure for the cold, so I just changed
1: my own <laughs> DNA, so I'm not susceptible to colds. <laughs> I just reprogrammed my DNA with a little stutter step at the start, and it's fixed the whole thing. Uh, so I guess it's the well. This this is what we're learning about <laughs> JJ. Is that if a problem arises in his life? Mm. He just practically deals with the problem. When he was spending yeah. too much time on Media Street and worrying too much about bedshed, yeah. and he wasn't concentrating on his goal kicking, he's like, well, here's what i got to do. i got to get rid of Bedshed, and I've got to you know, get rid of the Media Street. It's the same same right
0: here, right? What he's saying is, if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out my pie when my DJ revolves it. <laughs> JJ, baby.
1: Uh, colds are a tough one. So the, oh yeah, so the first oh, one right. was about okay, so it now it's about bad, bad night sleep. Colds are a tough one because if it's a serious one, the club tell you to go home so it doesn't spread. Yeah. Mm. With minor colds, I think you have to find what helps you. Obviously there's cold and flu tablets, etc. You can't take those can I believe you? it was also the etc that got <laughs> people in the West Coast in trouble. That make made, make make you feel better. But what I do is chop up Oh, hang on.
0: Jesus. I mean, it will help Choose sleep, your words better.
1: <laughs> but, uh, what I do is chop up some garlic, oh, yeah. ginger, oh, and yeah. put it in a glass with some warm water, add lemon and honey in there as well, give it a swirl, and chuck it down the throat. <laughs> Two days later, I'm good as new. Oh, hang on. I should, I should point out, I'll, I'll read the punctuation for okay. the last bit
0: of this. Okay.
1: Uh, give it a swirl and chuck it down the throat! Exclamation <laughs> mark. Two days later, comma... I'm good as new!
0: Exclamation mark. Wow, like a teenage girl. <laughs> but also have bad breath! Exclamation mark. I get the feeling someone took over that answer halfway through. You know what I mean? Like his tone of being Mr. Pragmatic, Mr. Simple Solution has gone into like some lifestyle program in the second half of that paragraph. It's his home remedy. And then,
1: uh, okay, uh, last but not least, um, this one doesn't actually have a who it's from, so we'll just have to. It's what, anonymous. What, oh, this is 2012. 2012.
0: Yeah, so this could be from. Uh...
1: Uh, I'm always kicking balls higher rather than further when I try to kick 40 plus meters. Do you have any tips on how to stop that? Is it my kicking mechanics or just the timing? I'm 14, so a 45 meter kick is made impossible when it just goes straight up. Ah ha ha ha! Thanks with like four s's and then like a smiley face. Uh, and then Josh says, "I reckon you're dropping the ball too high." And that means when the ball hits your foot, your leg is swung through and the projection of the ball is going straight up. Try dropping the, dropping the ball lower and get your head over the footy. If you're too up, upright, it'll make the ball go higher. Yeah. Good, good luck! Exclamation.
0: Right. Yeah. And keep your head over your knee, mate. Kick straight and you pretty much your nose know, you should almost touch your knee on the follow through. Uh, I mean, I really just want one to, more. Like, it just, just what want, how, how about this? Why don't you Google image search him and there might be a photo of him at like a racetrack or on a boat or, or something. Oh, Josh yeah. Kennedy, Eagles, and then hit image search. Okay, let's. Uh... I mean, for all our whispers from the West, we've had no one who's uh, got an association with JJ Kennedy.
1: Yeah, I, I, I want to know something about him. I want to know. I mean, we've got
0: people. We've got people on the inside at West Coast. If you've got any like tidbits, and we don't want scurrilous information, we no. just want to know more about who this enigmatic Coleman medalist is. I mean. Like, you know, if, if Nat Fife in that town's getting so much attitude
1: about, you know, how he is, you know, mm. with the other players, I wanna know well,
0: how's Joshy? Where does he Josh- rank? Right? Yeah. Um I mean he may even be their spiritual leader, dare we say. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh all right. Ah, oh, here we go. Okay, here okay. we go. This is this is pretty good. Now, this is from two thousand and fifteen. Ah, oh, okay. Perfect. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, dinner. we got this it. This is exactly what. Winner, we did winner, it. chicken dinner. We finally got there. Quick quiz, Josh Kennedy. Yes. Uh, December twenty fifth. So Christmas Day. It's come out as a Christmas Day little uh, bonus mm-hmm. for
0: the West Coast Eagles. Well, he was Day. playing Santa at the mall. Uh, oh, exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. So name Josh Kennedy. JJ. Your nickname now. Huh. So now we're gonna learn, learn some, some stuff about him. Okay. Uh, okay. So what's your nickname? Okay, I'm gonna get you to. Uh, have a guess. Is it obvious?
0: Is it derived from one of his first oh, or last it? name?
1: If you, I'll give you this clue. Right. If you heard that this was Joe
0: Danaher's nickname,
1: right. you would not be surprised. Pinhead. His nickname is Pinhead.
0: All oh, right. There's, that's wrong. That's not right. Well, that's his nickname. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I've never noticed him having a small. Maybe that's where the beard's coming. Well, the
1: beard and the kind of longer hair, the he shaggy had hair. On. Yeah.
0: That's what Danaher needs to get. Well, I
1: guess that's kind of what he's been trying for—is a little bit more of that. You've just got to like. Yeah. All right, uh, one word to describe you: unproportioned.
0: Okay, is that a word? Disproportioned?
1: I mean, probably <laughs>
0: disproportionate, perhaps <laughs>
1: out of proportion. What the we're going to do is anyway, correct the whatever. grammar of a
0: footballer's Q and A. Uh,
1: who's had the most influence on your career? So this will give you a, a bit of a sense of maybe who the the spiritual Western Australian of v- yeah, the two players that are in the team uh, uh, or play for West Coast. They are no longer for West Coast. Uh, one of them's definitely still play for the West
0: Coast. Uh, uh, it'd be Shannon Head. Uh No. Oh. Not the Frenchman. Yes, the Frenchman. The little Frenchman.
1: <laughs> the little Frenchman. <laughs>
0: oh, ooh la la. JJ Kennedy, you could be the greatest fool forward of all time. You must just drop the football onto your foot like a baguette. <laughs> a baguette onto ham and
1: cheese. <laughs> I mean, this really this kind of refutes the whispers we got from the West the other day that
0: said that perhaps there
1: was a bit of a falling out. Well, you should you know, over bring the up that, that
0: bring up bring up that whisper. It's probably it's fitting. We should talk about it now.
1: Uh, this is the one for, about uh,
0: about Lacroix. Oh, hang on, all right. Man. C'est little Frenchman.
1: <laughs> so, did we talk about this last week? Did we talk, We talked about the original rumor, right? That's why it came up. Oh uh, yeah, that- yeah.
0: The original rumor was that he wasn't happy with the Ford set up being so Kennedy-centric and was looking to go elsewhere. And then this person, who I think wants to remain anonymous, this person has written in as a close personal friend of the Lacar family with some contrary evidence, I believe. Okay. Whispers from the West.
1: Um, okay, hang on. Uh, whispers from the West. Uh, I have to make sure that... Oh, no, that's Richmondy. We've got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Richmondy a uh, lot of ri- okay some whispers from the west maybe this is uh, alright here we go okay so uh, whispers from the west hey guys do love the podcast but a west coast ticket holder and just wanted to clarify some things Embers is a no- is a 2006 Norm Smith medalist uh, right okay secondly I have a whisper from the west if you discuss on the pod next week I will wish to remain anonymous anonymous uh, I'm also a close friend to the family of Mark Lacra. Oh, chalet. I.
0: <laughs> I go skiing with them on the weekends.
1: Although, although he does think the Kennedy-centric game plan is easy to defend, he loves the club and can't see himself playing anywhere else. Yeah, and if and when. He does leave West Coast. You will likely take up a full time media position as well as something in the fishing industry. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. That's well, cool. like I said, Western Australian. It has to do with surfing or fishing. Yeah, yeah, just something where I can be near the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I need. But that's what he's because we were talking last week about if you know if the first rumor was true that he was getting yes. Jack of it and wanted to walk what club would take him, and then we couldn't think of one club that would be an obvious destination. So what I think this guy is saying is that he wouldn't leave. he no, would He, just, wouldn't he would go. retire and go into go his Go to the media, lucrative media or go career. fishing. Yeah.
1: It just say on his locker, "Gone on fishing. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, Lecra and Shuey. Uh, the most influence on his career. Okay. Uh, toughest individual opponent.
0: Oh, oh there Ale- you go. Alex Rance?
1: Uh, no, no, not Alex Rance.
0: Mm, Ted Richards.
1: <clears throat> no, it, this think it, oh, it's 2015, so someone who's not playing anymore, but someone who was a pretty well-renowned defender. Uh,
0: uh, 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 fuck. Um, from a like a premiership team?
1: Uh, played in a premiership, yeah, uh, but when he was young, played in a premiership and then played until he was very old. Oh, like... um. Uh, Matthew Scarlett. Dustin Fletcher. Ooh. Uh, player most likely to fall asleep in a team meeting.
0: Hmm. This was 2015. Yeah. Who's the dopiest looking sleepier? Uh, is it someone I would know? Yes. Oh, Dean Cox? No, he retired by then, hadn't he? No. No, who was it?
1: Uh, himself. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Uh, thriftiest player at your club, Lecca. I don't really care about other players. Um, I, I want to know about. I want to know about Josh Kennedy. Uh, the smartest thing you've ever been told: do as I say, not as I do. I mean, he's pretty straight ahead, isn't he? Yeah. We're trying to. I think we're trying to find. some... Hang on. on.
0: Personality in isolation. Not- in isolation, how is that the smartest advice you could be given? Is there actually? I mean, can you? That's not like necessarily advice, is it?
1: If fact, anything, it's more even...
0: of a contradictory instruction. Yeah,
1: I've got to be honest with you. It's a paradox. Yeah, it, you're getting advice from some really dodgy people. Yeah. Like, don't use me as an example. <laughs> um, if you could be anywhere in the
0: world right now, where would you be? Bali. Geraldton. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. He's a straight up and down fella, isn't he? I mean, this is...
1: I feel like this is you know when uh, those people start those documentaries and they think they're going to be about one thing but at the yeah. end you realise they're about something else completely I think this is about us finding that Josh Kennedy J.J. Kennedy is not pr- quite the colourful character that no. we're trying to paint him as well just,
0: it just makes it even more bizarre he yeah. does that American accent in that head surfing right. thing like he just seems like such a no nonsense no frills kind of guy well,
1: maybe this is him breaking out
0: yeah right All right. Let's. Gonna... I think our theory that he's going to get into acting is probably misplaced <laughs> probably, unless
1: Unless Geraldton are going to have a thriving amateur theatre scene, yeah. I mean, maybe some of that mining money is going to go into like making Geraldton the new Hollywood. But of all the
0: places in WA, the beautiful oh, places Margaret in River, WA, and I want yeah, Broom. yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck Geraldton! Yeah. All right, right okay, <laughs> to us own.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, here we go. Uh, we're getting to more sort of uh, interesting stuff. Here. Okay. Do you have any strange phobias?
0: Ah, oh, okay. Does he? Yes. Uh, is it a common phobia? No, it's, it's a it goes back one.
1: it goes back to his
0: nickname. Oh. oh. Yep. Uh hats.
1: Full size hats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a bit of a tip to anyone who wants to play on JJ before the game. Yeah. Just go out. Like get it, get the Measuring runner for a hat. Well, the runners have hats on, right? Yeah. Get the runner to bring out a full size hat and maybe just
0: drop it at JJ's feet. Just grab the one off the goal umpire. Yeah. Like, you know, when the ball's down the other end, just ask if you can borrow the goal umpire's hat.
1: Yeah, Jacko Jackson style, and then just put it on
0: <laughs> yeah. JJ's head. Just want it fall down over his ears.
1: <laughs> and then suddenly you'll feel completely inadequate. Throws him before the
0: game, yeah. <laughs> Or come out to play in one of those giant, like, 10-gallon sort of cowboy hats. I wonder if him admitting that his nickname is Pinhead and he has a phobia of hats, like, that's just opening himself up for some sledges, right? Yeah. You would have thought He's so. owning it, though. Maybe he. Maybe this is reverse psychology. Maybe he. Maybe it makes him play better having someone come out and call him on his tiny head.
1: I mean, maybe that's the problem with Victoria—too
0: many big hats. I mean, maybe <laughs> there's a lot of milliners in Victoria. I mean, you that's know, why I have to go back to can't, WA.
1: Can't go to the spring racing carnival. Was a nightmare for him all those big hats. <laughs> Hates Easter. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. So full size hats. Yeah. Uh. You can't miss TV shows. This is when we're about to, we're, we're finally about to learn something about uh, JJ. Uh, are,
0: are they reality shows or dramas? Reality. Oh, fuck. Um, reality shows like, is one of them like a renovation show? Uh,
1: no, so it's a re- it's a, it's a reality show franchise that have done versions of it all over the
0: world. Uh, like MasterChef. Oh, no. Amazing Race. Uh, no, 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 oh. no. You're thinking, let say that sort of thing wouldn't really surprise me. This one, for what oh, known so far about JJ, is a bit of a left turn. Oh, the Real Housewives of New York? The Real, any Real Housewives. Oh my God, that is bizarre. <laughs> okay. Mr. Straight Up and Down is starting to show a little bit of kink.
1: <laughs> any of the Real Housewives, can't miss. Wow, Yeah, there we go, all right. Uh, your favourite cartoon as a kid?
0: Bugs Bunny. Astro Boy. Ah, that's good. You know what? Starting to get more interested in him now. If you had to
1: choose another career, which is where all this started in the first place, if you had to choose another career,
0: um, what would it be? So he grew up in Geraldton? He grew up, well, let's not not
1: go into it. I've already got six Josh Kennedy (laughs) windows open open on my computer, so... It's like, uh, now that the government are monitoring all our emails and all the things we look up online, this is going to be a very disproportionate day. They're like someone in Sydney's planning to murder Josh Kennedy.
0: I don't know what. Uh, uh, give me a hint. Is it like? Uh, is it is it manual labour? It is, is not it manual labour. Ot is it?
1: It is not ot. In fact, when we said acting, we weren't a million miles away. It is in the entertainment oh, industry. Oh, musician. But no, but perhaps something that doesn't involve as much. I guess, uh, it, it, having an extra skill. That's unfair to the people who do this job, but when you realise what it is, you'll understand. Uh,
0: in in ent- It's in entertainment. Arts and entertainment? Yeah. Media and arts and entertainment, yes. you'd say?
1: It's in the media, arts and entertainment.
0: Would it be in broadcasting, commentating? No. Fuck. Just tell me. In fact, often you don't even have to talk to do this job. Um, a guy at the airport who waves in the... Airplanes? Yeah. Is,
1: is that really? That? You know that key piece of the entertainment industry? Um, he wanted a Model. No, I don't know if that's a joke. That is a joke. That a is joke. clearly a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. Uh, for tidy hats. <laughs> <laughs> what do you normally eat for breakfast?
0: Uh, Wheat Bix. He looks like Straten is a Wheat Bix kind of guy. Cereal guy. Eggs. Mm. Eats eggs for breakfast. Good on him. Uh, your last meal would be... Now, again, I'm not
1: sure if this is a joke or if this is like really what he enjoys.
0: Is it, uh, is it a type of cuisine or is it a specific...
1: It's a ty- it's a it's like a type of cuisine.
0: Right. Is it...
1: In fact, I'm even going to go a step further. It's a type of burger.
0: Ooh. But
1: it's not the type of burger I would have necessarily associated with the big man JJ. <laughs>
0: a veggie burger?
1: Tofu burger. Is he a vegetarian? Well, again, I don't really know. He's having eggs for breakfast. He's having a tofu burger as his last meal. He
0: is... A complex man. I mean, he's this a, is why, he's an out of all those West Coast plays, he's the one guy I like. Yeah, this kind of weird contradiction it it it, it emanates from him.
1: I mean, I'm glad I watched Twin Peaks last night because <laughs> it's given me an insight into like he feels like a Twin Peaks character. Uh, your favorite holiday destination?
0: Oh, here we go. We
1: said no. That was like Geraldton. That was the place you want to be right now, Oh,
0: right. Okay. Holidays. If you could be
1: anywhere in the world right now, where would you be, Geraldton?
0: Uh, Uluwatu in Bali.
1: Uh, this one's, again, it's in America.
0: Uh, uh Hawaii. It,
1: it's an interesting part of America. Uh. Again, again, something that gives you a little bit of a... Not Alaska?
0: No. Uh, Somewhere uh, that's... South or North?
1: Somewhere that's famous for its music and food.
0: Oh, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. He's an interesting cat. Right. Yeah.
1: In the movie of your life, you'll be played by...
0: Eric Banner? Johnny Depp.
1: But fuck off. <laughs>
0: and he thinks he's a model I think he's that's the one drawback (laughs) about Josh Kennedy I feel like he's playing on the right um, it's like Bont and Chris Hemsworth looking the same
1: what are your three
0: essential items toothbrush footy boots steel uh, cap boots uh, is on the list steel cap boots Uh, for kicking heads in (laughs) for riding his horse Uh, essential items is toothbrush in there Uh, no
1: Mobile phone. Lettuce is one of them and fiancé is the other. What the fuck okay. that is
0: Did he just have an aneurysm as he was answering that question? Oh, my wife! Uh, lettuce! <laughs> Steel cap boots. Uh, most useless thing you've bought.
1: A one-size-fits-all cap. It doesn't. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, he's really hung up on Mate, his head, maybe right?
0: his alternative career should have been comedy.
1: <sighs> now, it's... Again, sometimes you start out on an adventure... And you don't realise that at the end of it it's gonna take you back to the place where you started. Yeah. Where everybody knows your name. What was this is the final question. What was your best subject at school?
0: And it's gonna take us back to the start. Yeah. Back back to the start. Back to where we can. Back to the origin of the JJ story. I can't remember what we talked about. Um, so it's a it's a common subject. I should like it's in every well the way
1: that the way that he's uh, said it isn't the way that we called it at our school but it's even better for our purposes the way that he's So said is it, it PE? No. Uh,
0: is it uh is it humanity subject or science subject?
1: It's a uh it's not science it's hum- yeah humanities. Humani- humanities? Yeah, yeah, I'd say humanities. Um Bible studies? Okay. His best subject at school
0: was theatre arts. Fuck off.
1: So the one thing that he's actually qualified in it's being an actor.
0: Oh, my God. It's so evident. <laughs> I love Josh Kennedy. Well, it's anyway, just that's the end of, end of today's <laughs>
1: This is what happens on the podcast when Charlie and I haven't watched any of the footy on the weekend. Because <laughs> the review of the round is going to just be, Nat didn't watch it. not nah, didn't watch it. not nah, didn't watch it. not nah, didn't watch it. <laughs>
0: I did watch. Football. I did watch highlights. I yeah. did watch the highlights, and I watched the the, the top ten uh, and the nine. And I read the nine things we learned from um, oh, AFL.com. So yeah. I feel like I'm well informed. No, no,
1: yeah, all the big ones. Yeah, hit all the big targets. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's have a little break. Uh, seeing that we've almost done an hour. Are we fucking really? Oh, yeah. My God, we <laughs> haven't <I didn't> even <laughs> got to the games. Fifty-seven minutes. All right, and uh, even
0: less time to talk about Essendon this week. Yeah, well, because <laughs> that's another complaint yeah. we got is we don't talk about Essendon enough. Oh, uh,
1: you know what? We'll talk about Essendon. I watched some of that game. We'll talk about Essendon next okay. week. All right. Uh, all right, pause, pause, then we'll come back. Okay, we're back. We we're had back. a break, but now we're back. We should get to the games. In Geelong, the games. Uh, Geelong beat Western Bulldogs. Pa- Patrick Dangerfield was amazing. Bulldogs were no no good for some of it, and good for some of it. The
0: end. <laughs> Next game mm-hmm. is that the Saints Swans. Saints Swans. <laughs> yeah, uh, Saints were uh, good, but like, hugely disappointing. I mean. Swans are good, but it's just, uh, I'm, did you, you saw Ross Lyon talk about the litmus test and it's yep. like, you know, where are you now?
1: God, I mean, I know we're both on the same page, but firstly, you got to look at where Frio are and go, that's again, what a shock this season, like... After the first couple of rounds, you just could never imagine that Freo were going to be this good. Yeah. But second, like God, I'm loving Ross Lyon this season. <laughs> yeah. Like, Crotchety Ross Lyon. He is on fire. Yeah. I love him. I can't like zero
0: fucks Ross Lyon. That's just, who he is. He,
1: he like he literally has just let Ross be Ross. Yeah. Like he's just like fuck it. I've got a long contract. Yeah. I'm in trouble. I'm yeah. just going to be hundred percent Ross.
0: Yeah. When you see those press conferences, you just see the media manager to the side, just like crying. <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> The board journalist, is this a lip, lip, litmus test? And Ross is like, what's a litmus test? Do you reckon he a... really
0: didn't know? Of course
1: he knows what a litmus test but is.
0: But if, if someone put you on the spot and asked you to define a litmus test, what would you have said? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's a good point. Like, it's hard <laughs> to sum up because you don't know if you're meant to describe what an actual litmus test is versus uh, what the saying, it's a litmus test, actually means. Because no one's actually saying, like when they say, is this weekend a litmus test, that at some stage, someone's going to get out a litmus
0: test. Uh, yeah. a strip of paper strip, and test if it's yeah, test acidic it. or alkaline. Yeah, just yeah.
1: before this weekend, I've got to get just check the pool. There's been some rain. Yeah. Like it doesn't...
0: And when you're in Western Australia, wanting to do tests uh, doesn't go down too well with the playing group. Hang on.
1: Yeah, hang on. Who's having to do a litmus <laughs> test? Hang on. I've got to go <laughs> home. I've sun? got a cold. Hang on. A <laughs> bunch I'm of players jump, jump in the jump fence. fence. <laughs> <laughs> they said this weekend was a litmus test. So if Can they test my hair for litmus?
0: <laughs> if, uh, if, if Saturday was a litmus test for the Saints and we came up short and... You know, it has a, It's just reaffirmed my idea that we need to go hard after like a a a a, a real a superstar player for next season because the thing about the well, state- you are
1: going hard. Like, I mean, even today when that uh, you know that North are going to table a massive offer to Dustin, Dustin Martin, Martin came out, like yeah. there was still a lot of yeah, and Kilders. Well, Matt Matt, Matt
0: Finnis well. came out last week and said we actually have enough money. To get, we can either, you know, get like a a a, a nat five for one point four, or I think he said eight hundred thousand each, so we could get two like B plus A minus players. Which I'm like, yeah, let's let's get to it. ice. That sounds good. But in the games that we, do you
1: re- ha- do you reckon when Matt Finnis is ever speaking, uh, a meet B- meet Baines ever uh, has the idea that he uh, jumps up uh, in the middle of it and goes, hey hey hey, I'm gonna let you yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: But meet at well the, the greatest the recruit, greatest. recruit of all time. <laughs> I meet <Amit> West. <laughs> uh yeah. It just, it just showed in the games that we have gotten blown away this year, like Melbourne and stuff. It's we play that frantic handball, pressure, pressure, pressure game. But then when it drops off, like we drop hard, and that's the. I kind of felt that halfway through the game, well, we're sort of hanging in there. We just need to get some continuity, but. They kicked, I think it was something like 87 87 points of their score was from turnovers. Like we just fucking kicked it down their throats every time. We could not kick it into the forward line. I'm hoping that it's just one of those kind of uh, ups and downs of the season like Adelaide have had where, you know, Adelaide looked ordinary against Melbourne. I'm just hoping that we, you know, we looked ordinary against a a really good team. But yeah, it just sort of, I mean, I'm back in your mindset of like, oh, geez, you know, we've got a lot of work. to. We may not even make the eight.
1: This podcast might finally be what we thought it was going to be when we started, it. <laughs> yeah.
0: like a group help session, like Two a support network.
1: Football fans staring at each other, going, "Fucking how shit's footy? Yeah. Why do we hate something that betrays us so much?" It was
0: probably the first game this year that I did not watch the end of. I, I was what, halfway through the last quarter. My wife called me from the states, and so I just turned the sound off on the on the football and just talked to her for the rest of the game. Just kept an eye on the score as the as the as it got away from us and was just like I don't really I don't need I don't need this in my life I have enough anxieties in my life will let alone a self-inflicted anxiety
1: yeah i turned the bulldogs game off i reckon we 2 minutes ago you yeah. know to beat the traffic <laughs> from my couch, to your bed to my bed
0: yeah.
1: uh, all right uh, th- then the rest of the round yep. that came after that uh gws uh, just got off across the line against the richmond football club after being uh, what was it? Thirty, 30 five points, points down. Thirty yeah. points down. In uh, in a game that last week when we were saying it's so hard to define what Richmondy is, um, but you know Richmondy when you see Richmondy. Mm. That's the thing about Richmondy. It's well, very hard to predict before the game what the Richmondy thing is going to be.
0: Prior, but you can see it. Prior to that result, I thought the most Richmondy thing to ha- that could happen would, was them for them to win. Like never in my wildest dreams yeah. do I think they would repeat almost like the exact circumstances of their loss the week before, just in a different way.
1: I mean, that's the thing about Richmondy things. When you see them in retrospect, they're so obvious. Mm. Like, you're like, of course. Mm. Like, what the perfect thing to do in a richmond sense is to be way up against the team that everybody thought was going to win the premiership and show that you're a team that compete at the highest level and then get overrun and lose in the last minute the exact same way as you did the week before. Of course, but, that's the most. No, but thing. this is
0: the thing. It wasn't the exact same way because the setup was different. Yeah. Last week they kicked the goal and didn't set up from the centre bounce. This time, they had a disallowed goal and they didn't put numbers behind the ball. Did you hear the Ty Canelli commentary? Ty yeah. Canelli calling it at the time. I because if you, I think it's the Super Footy podcast with um, Hudo. That's they played that clip at the start of the show, and I was not expecting it. I was walking the dog and I had my headphones in, and I got like. Chills because Ty is like, it's like he's calling in a fucking like an airstrike. It's like he's watching this battle unfold and he's like, this is disaster. This is disaster waiting. And I've listened to that commentary like repeatedly, three or four times since I first heard it because it's so uh, emotional. Like it's really gripping. And if you had been listening to that broadcast at the time and you're a Richmond supporter and you heard Ty Kennelly literally smash the glass and hit the fire alarm, like. That's got to be the most horrendous next 15 seconds you're listening to because literally straight after that call, they bang it down the middle. Jeremy, Cam- By the way, Jeremy Cameron, who had three options running beside him, streaming into the 50, decides he's just going to have a crack from 50. Yeah, and well, nail he, it.
1: Had, he had the best option, which was I'm a superstar yeah. and I'll do it.
0: <laughs> but you see Toby Green, like Toby Green was swooping by. It's like if he'd give handball to Toby Green, like imagine the celebration we would have got after that.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where... Like the whole, well, even the idea of that game, firstly, you've got to sit next to Ty Canelli and watch Game of Thrones. He just gets into things. Yeah, He's like, what are you doing, Littlefinger? But um, the other thing is that, uh, you know, the great thing was that, you know, Richmond had to learn how to set up to defend for 21 seconds. And they got to see that up close. The yeah. studio
0: did it. Yeah, but it did feel like...
1: I feel bad for Richmond they did,
0: now. Uh, they did have a number back. Like the the big criticism is they left all that space behind the centre yeah. square. But if you watch the replay, Alex Rance goes to the contest, which he's entitled to do yeah. as a centre half he's back. A, and as a superstar.
1: Yeah. Like as, in the same way as Cameron decided to kick the goal, yeah. Rance has the right to go and try to
0: Leo Barry, you start at that moment. Yeah. yeah. And and then Nan had a chance just to like jump on the ball and he didn't. So it's not like they were completely misset up. It's just that it was a combination of being poorly set up and then didn't execute under pressure. But then Ty Kinelli went on this big rant about this is terrible leadership and it's terrible coaching. Or well, not, I'm not sure she said terrible, but it was that that was the meaning of it. And then I've heard a lot of dissection this week about well, what does poor leadership mean? It's not like it comes down to Trent Koch, and generally you've got your leadership group out there or your senior players. And poor old fucking uh, Jack Revolt got absolutely pumped for not putting because you know the Mitchell got out of the goal square by about ten meters because no one was guarding the top of the square. But it's like I don't know, man. Like, I, is it really one player's fault? Well, it's not even,
1: like, I mean, the fact that they were, you know, 30 points ahead or whatever, a lot of things have gone wrong in that, like, we, we concentrate on what happens in the last couple of minutes, but mm. I don't know. Like
0: I mean, isn't it amazing that, what, two seasons ago, Bashir Hooli, when they're in the lead, like, in the reverse position, kicking out from full back, bombs it down the middle and it just comes straight back with interest, right? Then they're in the opposite situation where they have the lead and the team does it and it comes off fucking perfectly. That's Richmondy.
1: I mean, I think we can... There's been a lot of correspondence on our Facebook page this week around the idea of Richmondy, uh, particularly... um,
0: From... uh, Richmond fans. Yeah. A
1: lot of Richmond fans who have been... And the Herald Sun, it seems. Yeah, it turns out. uh, This is where all the Herald Sun journalists are getting their (laughs) ideas. If if there is a massive player profile on how much J.J. (laughs) Kennedy...
0: Is a colourful character.
1: Yeah, if there's a big thing back at... Him back at Geraldton enjoying himself and showing us the (laughs) local sites... Um, all right, uh, we can go into Richmond. I think another week, because we Well,
0: the last thing I want to say about Richmond yeah. is I actually genuinely felt bad because I, I didn't, I didn't, I went out on Saturday night and I got like heaps of text messages at the result, and I was like, oh, I can't even imagine. And then when I read it, I was a bit deflated. Like I just, I, I, I genuinely felt bad. I don't. I mean, I sort of tried to defend myself last week. I'm not getting any pleasure out of this. I'm getting. I'm enjoying the drama of it, but I, I don't mean, like seeing...
1: I get some pleasure out of what happens. Yeah. I don't get any pleasure out of the pain that it causes the actual supporters of yeah. Richmond. And
0: we, have, and we did get some, like, we asked a lot of Richmond supporters last week to write in with their experiences and, I mean, some of those letters are (laughs) heart-wrenching. They really are. Like, I don't think I even want to read any out because I'm like, oh, this is sad. Like, I I feel sorry for you. I mean, I'm glad that you've had an opportunity to let us know. And for everyone who has written in, know that we have read your messages and stuff and it, but it's sad. It's kind of like, what, what's that um, Civil War documentary where you get letters from the battlefront? <laughs> it's like people saying, I miss my wife, Susan,
1: and all this kind of stuff. I mean, here's one I'll just, I'll, I, I, will, I won't I will go, through, but this will give you the sense yeah, yeah. of the correspondence that has been entered into it. was from Gilston Rush. I think he's fine that because uh, he posted it on the public page, so I'm pretty sure he's probably fine with me using his name. Um, I'll go quickly through this, and I won't linger on all of them, but he has listed... Uh, Richmond-y performances in order of pain inflicted on long-term fans. And there's 20 on the list. So I won't go through all 20. No, I'll... do it. Just whip, whip through Okay, all. I'll whip through all 20. Okay. Um, versus Carlton in 2013, the elimination final. We all understand that. That's the one where they finished, where uh, Carlton finished ninth. They weren't even meant to be in the finals.
0: Richmond were up by five goals at halftime. half-time. Chris Jard goes berserk. Back. Lose. All right. Very richmond And that's number You've one. You've lost
1: to the team that come nods. Yeah. I think that's very richmond Yeah, that, sound, that you know. sounds about right. Uh, 2005, we sit third at round 10. Nathan Brown is leading the Brownlow. He breaks his leg. We don't make the eight. dear. Number three,
0: Carmichael Hunt. <laughs> well, I think he just said K Hunt, right? K Hunt. <laughs> it sums it up.
1: <laughs> I think it does.
0: I mean... Of all the
1: things that are Richmond the fact that they were beaten after the siren. By a guy who doesn't play Michael football. Hunt, yeah. It's pretty Richmond, Uh Number four versus Collingwood, round two, 2016. Three goals up, five minutes ago. Vickery has a mark, 35 metres out. I actually convince a Collingwood supporter I'm sitting next to to stay. Vickery goes for a short pass. Richmond lose with seconds to go. Five.
0: Wait, wait, wait! That 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 Collingwood game too is worth noting because that's when Trelaw chose Collingwood over Richmond. And there's that footage of Trent Cochin saying to him in the last quarter, you picked the wrong team. Richmondy. Five. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Six.
1: Today. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's a good couple of weeks yeah. for how Richmondy they can be. Uh seven. The week before last week.
0: Was that the Bulldogs game? Must have been. Yeah.
1: Which they should have won as well. Uh, Okay. Eight versus Carlton. Round 18, 2012. We let all day but played poorly. We hit the lead, got into a fight with the dickhead Carlton supporter. (laughs) Then the worst player on the ground, Brock McLean, kicks the winning goal. And me and my mates sit there while the Carlton jerk goes mad. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty great. A bit of personal flavour. I've enjoyed that. Nine, Grand Final 1982. Tigers end the year clearly on top, dominate Carlton into the Grand Final, and then a stripper runs out. Uh, Carlton scarf in the third quarter when Richmond were three goals up and in control. Uh, The the luck runs out. uh, uh, Tigers lose all composure, and Dirty Carlton get on a roll and win. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a pretty... richmond Richmond I mean, losing
0: by by stripper. By a stripper. (laughs) What were her stats? A lot of hardball gets, I'm assuming.
1: Champion data did stats on her. Uh, 10, versus the Suns, round 17, 2011. Tigers sell a home game to Cairns and a brand new team uh, beat them. So that is, I mean, that's...
0: That's when the Suns had just come in.
1: That's pretty richmond Yeah. To lose to the Suns in a home game. (laughs)
0: There's just so many elements, it's almost mind-boggling.
1: 11. Versus Carlton, round one, 2009. Tigers have recruited poor old Benny Cousins and sell 2,000 memberships. We... Tigers members are fooled by the club, in the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. genuinely thinking we are on the eve of some sort of miracle year via over ambitious preseason marketing. We get smashed by eighty three points in front of people. I remember people. that.
0: I went, I went to the pub to I watch that with. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was amazing. Uh,
1: appointing uh, number twelve, appointing
0: Terry Wallace's
1: coach. Yeah, yeah no, agreed. I am with you. Uh, number thirteen, Richard Lauder, Anthony Bannick, and Aaron Fiora. Uh, and I loved in brackets here, even Spellcheck changes this to Fiona. <laughs> Richard Tambling and the Richmond recruiting team from 1990 to 2015. Yeah,
0: so hang on, that's 25 years of recruiting. Yeah. but you, In that time, you got like uh, Richo, you got Matthew Knight, Justin Martin. Justin Martin. You've done all right. Yeah. Uh, okay,
1: I'm going to skip uh, a couple here. Um, oh, here we go, because we're going a bit older here. Okay. Number 16. Swapping Jeff Raines and David Cloak for Philip Walsh and John O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a really good one. Jeff Raines was as good as player any of the game at, at that time. Um 17. Swapping John Northy for Robert Walls. That's right. Uh number 18, I'd forgotten this one, and I
0: think this is very rich for Making Alan Bond president. And so I don't remember that. When was that? Like in the eighties. I
1: mean that to me wasn't it would have those... to be in
0: the 80s when was he in jail by the
1: 90s wasn't he yeah I mean I don't know what that was one of those ones where I was like you have to be a Richmond fan Uh okay so Alan Bond uh, yeah it um, uh, doesn't oh, it doesn't really say here very quickly it has to be the 80s yeah I'd imagine it was that was his big time wasn't it post Australia Two. yeah exactly Um. alright Uh let's move on 19. from that and uh number 19 is oh hang on sorry
0: i've clicked uh, the wrong back thing. to right. josh kennedy facts <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <yoo>! <laughs> uh
1: all right and uh i will find this i um, sorry <laughs> sorry this is a terrible podcast um all right here we go uh number 19 essen and around 9 2007 This is the round the AFL decided to change the the push-in-the-back rule when Richo's mark in front of goal was disallowed. Instead of Richo kicking the sealer, the filthy Masons run the ball up the (laughs) other end and kick the winning goal. And then number 20, Aaron Fiora. (laughs) So, Aaron Fiora gets a couple of drive-bys there, but... uh, yeah. Thank you. That's a good summation. I get summation. no joy from your misery. I understand your misery. I can make a list of that uh for the times I felt the Western Bulldogs were also cursed. I understand what it's like. That's why we started this podcast. We're not here to make fun of you, but we do sometimes just find some joy. Yeah. In uh the constant joy that you bring us. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. It's like we've been talking about Richmondy for a while. Mm. It's not like we've suddenly decided, you it's know, to thing. ramp up the Richmondy thing. It's that Richmond decided to have ramp decided up. to be more richmond <laughs> Yeah. Because in the first five rounds, we were kind of scratching around going, well, this is richmond here right? Yeah. They're winning five in a row. They're unbeatable. That's what we were looking for. And richmond were like,
0: nah. nah you just wait. You wait. I mean, it's funny. We did speculate, like, are they playing a long game or whatever, but- I mean, whatever whatever their final act is going to be, like they've got a lot to live up to because the end of the first act has been incredible, like it's been, gripping. I mean,
1: up to the bye, it's been nothing but Richmond season. Yeah, like this is, this like, is the writers'
0: like, room for Richmond is fantastic. Well,
1: it's one of those things where sometimes when you watch Survivor, particularly if it's a returning players season. Uh, What will happen? So currently at the moment there's a season called Game Changers on and they brought back like Sandra who's won Survivor twice and Tony who's won it. So there was, I think there was four or five players who won Survivor and they're the ones who get all the airtime early on because they're the characters you know. But often if someone's getting a lot of early airtime, it means that when it comes down the other end, they're going to get eliminated at some stage. So they've got to run their stories now. Yeah. What we're going to see with at like Richmond is like, are we getting a lot of Richmond stories before the bye because it's all bad news after the bye? Yeah. Or is this season like is this just a taste of the Richmondiness we're going to get for the rest of the season?
0: I feel like it's a taste. I don't. I mean, after
1: this, I mean, there's... in this season, I mean, if, if if I want to give any hope to Richmond fans it would not be beyond the Richmondiness of this season for richmond from here to now win the premiership
0: oh yeah that but that's a thing that it, would be very rich anything could happen from here on in like i if richmond were having a season like brisbane for instance one win and then you know some some just a lot of losses that would not feel very Richmond-y. there's just not enough light and shade in that
1: well the other thing is they should have beaten the bulldogs and they should have won the last two games right mm. so they would realistically, they should be top 2 or top 3 they should be top and having beaten like a whole bunch of teams that everybody thought yeah. were going to play in the final,
0: yeah, they could, pretty, yeah, exactly. So last year's first and last year's third.
1: So there's, there's still hope for Richmond fans. Is all I would say. All right, let's move on from that. Okay. Uh, the Brisbane Lions uh, took on Adelaide Crows.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: look, Brisbane really look tune like up now game, that, yeah. tune up game for the Crows. So Adelaide, they're back.
0: Do they have? I mean, they've got real. Problems. I was feeling very bullish about Brisbane at the start of the year. That had that win and a couple of close losses, put in a good game against you and against the Saints. But then you just remember that they're fucking not very good. I just think against the really good teams, they're going to struggle. But
1: you know, they'll still have a crack. But yeah, I think they're going to have a pretty terrible season, unfortunately.
0: And what about Adelaide? Did you see Betts' goal? I mean, I saw his goal. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's a really good player. Really good player. And but what do you think about uh, Josh Jenkins this year? Like he's sort of underperforming. I know he's like was injured, but he didn't he just sign on for a lot of money. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. Like it's, Josh Bruce had a breakout year two years ago. And by if, the way, if why we, is he
1: not JJ? What's Josh Jenkins? There's
0: too nickname? many JJ's in the league. Josh Jenkins. I reckon they call him Leroy. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not bad. I don't mind that actually. Uh, Josh Jenkins' nickname. Here we go. Uh, let's see
0: if we can find his It's not nickname. like Joshy, is it?
1: It doesn't actually. There's no there's no references. So perhaps he doesn't have a nickname.
0: Nope. Well, that makes sense. Not every player has to have a nickname.
1: I mean, at a football club, I reckon every player has a nickname.
0: What were you called?
1: I mean, I mean... Fuck at, <laughs> at a professional football club. Isn't that the sort of thing that like, you know... I
0: don't know. Because uh, sometimes you can hear the players on the field... You know, when the umpires are marked up, you can hear them calling to each other. It's not always nicknames. Sometimes you'll hear of like a first name.
1: I always think with the umpires, you know, they're talking about the, you know, getting rid of the bounce because it's too hard for the umpires, you know, to
0: do the bounce. OHS, mate.
1: Yeah, it's an OHS issue. Um, but the, do you think that um, remembering all the players' names is also like a big thing that they have to like. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm always amazed when the player goes up. Like, you know, Lenny Glyftus Guff- plays her first game and she knows everyone's name. Yeah. Like, that must be a big thing, like, coming into the game, worrying about last-minute changes.
0: Yeah, because, like, when you used to play junior footy, they'd just call it your number, wouldn't right. they? Yeah, you're right. That's funny. I would never even thought of that. That's fucking hard. Right. I don't even spot. know the player's well, name. I'm sitting on the couch on, with my iPhone.
1: Exactly. And, and you're <laughs> trying to, like, make decisions at the same time and also get people's names right. Yeah. I mean, that must be a tough part of the job. Uh, all right. Uh, Last
0: time on the bounce, more a name memorization. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, next game in the round was uh, Collingwood uh, taking on Hawthorne and in the backs of the wall. Yeah.
0: we sort of talked about this game already, but yeah, uh, well, do I you th- think Hawthorne have escaped some kind of scrutiny for this or is this everyone going, okay, this litmus test <laughs> has taught us where the Hawks are at?
1: Well, I don't think anyone expected Hawthorne to win this game. No. I think like Collingwood were the favorites for this, and so the story has definitely been Collingwood. Like, I... Uh, the thing I would say about Hawthorne, the other story that seems to have come out of this game is the value of uh, Tom Mitchell. Tom, uh, Mitch- Tom uh, Mitchell, yeah.
0: Is it Tom Mitchell? Tom Mitchell, yeah, yeah. that's
1: right. Getting uh, 50, fifty touches,
0: fifty useless touches, according yeah. to uh, Nathan Buckley. <laughs> that's not exactly what he said, but it, it was close to. Well,
1: it was one of those interesting things because they were talking about it on the radio, and they were talking about you know they everyone talks about this stat meters game, you yeah. know. So he doesn't. He only had. You know he's 87th on the list or something of meters gained in the league, so mm. but then they went to this extra stat, they went to uh meters gained assists, right? So because his job where, is where, really
0: where's he in the chain of yeah, yeah,
1: and he's number one in the league, right? So you've got to think about sometimes the what like he's an extractor. Well, that's his role, right? Yeah. His role is to get the ball to other place, players who then, like, kick it a long way. And if he's number one in the league, Every in doing that...
0: season, a player gets picked on for ineffective stats. It was Trent Cotchin, It was Rockcliffe before that. It's just his time in the gun. It doesn't mean shit. It's just people need to talk about something. Right. But it
1: is one of those things where people love to do that, don't they? It's like, oh, it's an ineffective stat. And I'm like, actually, you know what? Somebody does actually have to get the ball and give it to somebody else.
0: But it's also this idea, too, of like, um, oh, well, obviously they didn't think he was very good because they didn't tag him. Uh, Rory Sloan went untagged for the first six rounds. Dangerfield went untagged for the first first six rounds. That's not a qualification of whether or not you're any good. It's about fucking tactics. And if you as an opposition think, oh, we can let that guy get the ball because we can defend against him or we don't think they're effective, then that doesn't make him a lesser player. That just means the way you're set up doesn't account for his possessions. So. Right,
1: and also it's the other thing is like you, you might make that decision of going, well, we actually can't... Like even putting a tag on him because of the nature of the way he plays, he's not getting a ball in that situation where a tag is effective. Yeah, right. Like he's getting the ball in a group of people already. Yeah, so what does he need a tagger to stop him from doing that? He doesn't, right? Yeah. Like you put the tagger on the person he's trying to get the ball to, so you try to shut it down that way. Yeah.
0: I mean, Don't just, you love anyway. those press conferences though, where no the coach who goes in first gives him a sound, a sound bite and then the next coach to come in the, the journalist will throw it back. And it's a bit like yeah. he, shed, he loaded, said, she said, you know, what, did you hear what Bucks context. had to say? Yeah. Did you hear what Bucks had to say? It's like playground Chinese Did you hear Christmas. what
1: uh, Bucks had to say out of context <laughs> with me reinterpreting in a different voice? <laughs> um. All right. Uh, on the list here, um, the next one, game of the weekend was... Oh, oh yeah. sorry,
0: just before... Uh, can either of those teams make the finals? No. Mm, big call.
1: Well, I mean, in this season, who fucking knows? Like, in this season, Collingwood are probably flag favourites, as yeah. I said. But, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, at this stage, they're sitting perfectly in 14th. The prime position everybody needs to be before the bye.
0: They need another forward, don't they, Collingwood?
1: I can't see Collingwood or Hawthorne playing finals. I just think there are too many good other teams. I think that, you yeah, know like Hawthorne, I think now that they're without all their players, they're not going to win a heap more games. But I would say that, you know... I, I think that, like, you know, Collingwood, they'll, they'll surprise them, James.
0: Middle, middle, middle of the table. Yeah, I would say so. Okay.
1: um All right. Uh, Essendon uh, absolutely belted the West Coast Seagulls.
0: Hmm. I don't have anything to say about this game. <laughs> uh, I only watched the highlights of this, but, um you know, it just, I, I didn't see anything. I tipped the Bombers. I didn't see anything that surprised me in this game. Um, Joe Danaher's... Obviously, turning great. his season around, isn't he?
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, look, I think he's been great this season. I think if you were a pick-and-roll Australian team, he'd be in it. At the well, best. he had
0: one game where he was a bit missed, of a goof. He missed a bit. And was joking around. Yeah. And people questioned, you know, how seriously he took the game. Fuck that. But I mean, also, if this is what we're going to get, right. like... Let him do it.
1: But also, that's how he plays. Like mm. even when he's kicking goals, he doesn't have that strut. He doesn't have that arrogance. He has a sense of humour. Yeah, he actually looks like he enjoys enjoys the game. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like he loves. That's it. why people are going,
1: Ah, what's he doing? Yeah, looking like he's enjoying himself. But ah. even
0: the way he, when he had that, when he ran into the the open goal and he roosted it like three rows back, I'm like more of that. Yeah, I want more of that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Pick yeah. it out of the ground next time.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely into Joe Dunneher.
0: And someone pointed out as well, he's the the danger, not the danger, but what why he's such um, an amazing kind of forward or such a, an asset to in your forward line is the way he conjures goals, like he manufactures them. He's got that... He's, it's like his leg can bend round corners. Yeah. Like the way he snaps the ball, like in traffic or around his body or whatever, it's like, is he leg made out of rubber? It seems to be bending just to get the perfect angle on that ball.
1: And the rest of their forward line, I, I don't know if there's a... Like, I mean, I've been on this for a long time, but Zach, Mer- Zach Merritt is like, yeah. he's like got to be a top five player in the game at the moment. And McDonald Tip and Woody mm. is the most exciting Player
0: to watch in the AFL at the moment. Yeah, but, yeah the most got, electrifying man. In- <laughs> but
1: they've got, um, you know, Fantasia. They've yeah. got like all these guys. Even fucking there. Toby
0: Green's playing well. Yeah, and Toby Green, of- who I I can't believe it's not Toby. Uh, Toby, no, what's his fucking name? Uh, hang on, which one is the Toby Green's from GWS? Yeah, and who's the Brisbane line who plays for? Essendon
1: uh, now?
0: Uncle Toby. No, is it is it Toby Green as well? Oh my God, we are oh, so know. dumb. You anyway. know, the short red-headed dude. Well, yeah, I know. pocket. I know who you're talking about. What's his about. fucking name? I don't it's know. It's Green. Do you want me Yeah. Be. Is, is his name Toby Green? Because if it is, I've completely fucked my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's not Toby Green. Which one? I don't know. Um. All right. Uh. Toby Green.
1: Essendon? No, there's no there's is there a green Essendon? I'm just gonna to put Toby Essendon. No,
0: but in green Essendon. Oh, it? green
1: Essendon? Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: With Josh an... Green. No. Who the fuck is he? Oh god, that's terrible. You keep talking. I'm gonna. Are you at sure
1: it... it's not Josh Green?
0: I don't think his name's Josh. You keep talking. I'm gonna look it up on the um, AFL app. Yeah,
1: it's Josh Green, number 15. Little redhead, redheaded
0: bloke. Josh Green. Josh Green. oh fuck. Well, that's why I got thrown. they both got it the same last name. Moving on. <laughs>
1: People like, you didn't talk about Essendon enough. Well, there was that whole bit. Just I actually
0: think I... Yeah, I like like Essendon. I I rate Essendon. I think they're... They
1: felt like they... Well, I mean, even the coach said that they kind of hit the wall a bit uh, a while ago. But they feel like they're back. They feel like, you know... Well,
0: they just seem to have most of their bases covered, don't they? Yeah.
1: They uh, they look like a team right now that could definitely make the eight.
0: Yeah. Do you reckon you rate them higher than Melbourne? At the moment, yeah. I would say. I reckon Essendon,
1: in the long term... I think Melbourne have probably, you know, still got better young players and will develop more and all those sort of things. But I would say right now, mm. if they could all keep playing at the level they're playing, they've got a lot of players who are about the right age and right experience plus enough sort of youth and whatever to like, you know, to be a finals team, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh North Melbourne and Melbourne.
0: Mm. Did you pick... I picked North in this game. I think I did in the end as well, which is disappointing.
1: Uh, No, I picked Melbourne. I think I picked Melbourne. Yeah. I don't don't remember my tips.
0: Uh, Nothing really surprising. They haven't beaten North in like 16 years or something I found out afterwards. Yeah. Which is not that great.
1: Well, we haven't beaten the Cats down there for a decade, so...
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, But you wouldn't say it was Shinbone's Spirit, would you?
1: I mean, North... They got
0: challenged. Here's
1: what I would say about North, is that North... North are better, obviously, as we said, with white in the team. Mm -hmm. Ben Brown was good again. Yeah, Um, Mason Wood. I I just think that North are they'll have a real crack at it. Mm. They do, you know. It is still shinbone and spirit because I don't think they're full of superstars that are doing this for them. But
0: yeah, it's like that analogy we used last year. They're like an old, they're like an old Holden, like an old EH or something. Just you know, you can warm them up on a straight flat road, pretty good. But whether or not they're the car to take you to the finals, who knows? Yeah. I like him. Actually, I, 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 I think Brad Scott's done a pretty like Richmond. They've been what one kick away from a win at least two or three times. So yeah, they could, they be could, a much they better could definitely be
1: much higher on the ladder than they are. And I
0: think it actually, Brad Scott deserves some credit for. I know a lot of people were upset with how he exited all those veterans last year, but I think it's been the right call.
1: Oh, I think now you look back on that and go, no, no, because no. some of their new players look fantastic. There's a yeah. real bit of. Yeah, spirit and energy around the place.
0: Um, Cunnington is a good player, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. Little yeah. nugget. Little uh, well, that's Frank Guerra thi- pre rug. Well the other thing of.
1: is like if they manage to land a decent, like, you know, Mid. one or two midfielders that goes with Cunnington and a bit of that like, you know, stuff that you got in the middle there. I think suddenly you've got yeah. you know, Zebel if you had Zebul Cunnington and like one or two absolute gun midfielders and put them into that team, then North Melbourne suddenly, mm. you know, in just like
0: a season start to look pretty good again. And what do you say about Melbourne?
1: <sighs> I mean, you know. it's the same thing, right? Like it's
0: hard to get excited about them. It's hard who to knows? get any momentum. Did you see Petrarca uh, did an interview last week where he said he wanted to be a Hall of Famer?
1: I like that about him. I have no problem with that. Like, of course you are. I mean, I'd want players in my team who want to be Hall of Famers. If you were saying I am a Hall of Famer, like they should they should have an exclusion to the rule that says that you're not allowed to still be playing and put me already in the Hall of Fame. Warm up my spot. He, if he's doing measurements for a statue outside the MCG, then perhaps it's a little premature. Do you think
0: people's noses out of joint because very likely he will be?
1: Yeah, that's why. And yeah. then he'll be able to look back and go, yeah, remember when I said it? Three years into the four brown lows that I won <laughs> in my massive playing career? Called it. This is his Babe Ruth moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, all
1: right. Well, uh, well, let's move on from that game. Uh, well, we're, we we need to start wrapping this up. Uh, Fremantle uh, took on Carlton and uh, beat them pretty convincingly. Yeah, uh, in, a
0: in a litmus test. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pass uh, the litmus test? I think uh, Carlton... I like Carlton. Carlton uh, I think Carlton are just a year behind, a couple of years behind Essendon in sort of a similar tracking yeah. development. They seem to have all the elements in place, but they're just too young to maintain it. And Freya, can we just say... Cam McCar- if Ken McCarthy, if you were hitchhiking down a lonely stretch of road mm-hmm. and a car pulled up that had Cam McCarthy and Jack Stephen in it with those haircuts and those little weird moes, would you get in? Well, here's what I wouldn't be able to do. Put my luggage um,
1: in the boot because there'd clearly be a body in it. <laughs> clearly.
0: we well, would have to move the banjos aside <laughs> to find somewhere to put your rucksack.
1: I mean, they, but yeah, between the two of them, yeah, they would...
0: But Ken McCarthy, like, I was looking at him going, he's either, like, a fantastic hipster, because this is so, like, anti-fashion, this is anti-what anyone looks like, or he is genuine old-school bogan. I mean, I don't want to cuss aspersions. (laughs) Uh, all right. You know, I haven't seen that haircut since the guys used to beat me up in 1993 at the train station. Let's find out a that little bit. That undercut ponytail. Uh,
1: you Look, this has been a bit of a Western Australian episode. Yeah. We've given him a bit of flavour. Um, uh, let's let let's find out a little bit about uh, Cam McCarthy, uh, just so that we can you know, see if we can work this out or not. Um, all right. So Cam McCarthy, let's... Uh oh okay Cam McCarthy delivers at last for Dockers says headline which uh, that's from a while ago though right no
0: that can't be right um, Cam McCarthy oh. this is only his first year isn't it because uh,
1: well, he took a year yeah, off last he year t- well he had to take a year off last year but I think earlier on in this season I mean he finally delivered yeah Alright, we're back. I I couldn't find any uh, Cam McCarthy facts but we did watch a little interview while I watched a little interview with Cam McCarthy. I'm going to say possibly a bit hipster. Oh, really? He seemed like a really nice guy and his moustache Look particularly hipster. It didn't look kind of like your bogan mustache. It looked a bit more like your hipster mustache. It's the hipster
0: mustache with the undercut with the sleeve, not sleeve tattoos, but he's got like forearm tattoos, like old school kind of like sailor tattoos. That makes me think hipster. Like he'll be a barista. Yeah. Him and Max Or maybe have
1: his own sort of like, uh, you know, bar. Yeah, totally. Craft beer. Craft beer. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: He could be wearing like a full length apron.
1: McCarthy's. (laughs) Where everybody knows your name. (laughs) As long as your name is Cam yeah. <laughs> Uh All right. So, um, sorry. Uh, so, uh That was the last game, wasn't it? That was the last game of the round because, of course, uh, Gold Coast and Port had and their buy. Uh,
0: all right. Which uh, Gold Coast lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Let's get to uh, next weekend's round. Tips tips uh all right uh thursday may the 25th uh so this thursday night thursday night football is back uh down at simmons stadium uh for the week after mm-hmm. the opening of the stand obviously not opening a new stand for another couple of weeks so uh, geelong take on port adelaide in what'll Good be the game. of games of the round i imagine
0: direction we want to
1: see how Geelong uh, follow up after the last week. Whether they're just completely exhausted from the fact that they laid so many tackles or whether they <laughs> do it again next week.
0: And it's also, this is uh, this is the litmus test. I believe this for, is their litmus uh, test. For, well, for Port, I think. Like, if Port are genuine contenders. Well, if you're going to do a litmus test, you might as well do it on both of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
1: you've already got your litmus kit out.
0: Um, yeah, Port are the quiet achievers this year. If this was Big Brother, you'd say they're flying under the radar.
1: And you want to know what the effect of coming back from China is, coming back after a buy. Mm. You know, teams sometimes start a little slow after the buy. Are they full of energy or are they have they have they been distracted by the Great Wall of China? Have they been distracted by, you know, buying cheap merchandise overseas? <laughs> have they not been concentrating on football? Have they maybe got involved in, like, you know, Chinese culture over there and, and come back? I don't know. I mean, these are questions that remain un- unanswered.
0: Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, apart from the New Zealand experiment, we've never had a team have to back up an international trip before no so wait
1: to see question mark who do you reckon will win that one
0: uh, I'll pick the Cats
1: Geelong at Geelong I'm going to say but it wouldn't surprise me if Paul won that mm. uh, alright we got Sydney at the SCG taking on the Hawthorne Hawks in a game that you would expect Sydney to win and win easily Yeah, uh, they only Swans for me too they can only drop three yeah. So this is one they definitely cannot afford to but drop. fuck, I mean,
0: imagine if they lost. If they lose the whole time. Because their SCG has not been a happy hunting ground for them this year. Yeah,
1: they're the reverse of flat track bullies. Yeah. They're uphill track bullies. <laughs> uh, the Western Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium take on the St Kilda Saints. In the
0: two guys, one cup, cup. 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 Uh I'm gonna pick the Saints. I feel like you guys will win, but I'm gonna pick the Saints because I mean, let's make it interesting.
1: Yeah, but also the other thing is like I mean I could easily tip St. Kilda in this game. Really? I St. Kilda have been playing better than the Bulldogs this year. Um but I'm not going to because I think like the Bulldogs need to There's win. There's
0: no this. point in us doing this podcast if it gets to this round and we both like dip the same team. Like this is the interest.
1: Right, but also the Bulldogs need to fucking win this. If the Bulldogs are gonna play finals. There's a
0: big chance if the bulldogs. We win. need to win this. We're on the same wins as you, dude.
1: Yeah, but we're the running premiers, mate. Like, yeah, that's true. Like oh, the thing that I fear is we're going to do that thing where we were premiers one year and we're not going to make the. You'll be next year. you'll
0: be like a, a footnote in history. It's about exactly. what team won the grand final and didn't make final the next year. Yeah,
1: and I think that's going to be us. Yeah. Right. Uh, if we lose the St Kilda. This weekend. So I think we really have to win this It
0: should one. be a good game. Fast deck. Teams who play a very similar brand of football.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they rough uh, they rush roughhead back into the team only after one game. I, I think they will.
0: I think it'll be interesting to see your bogeyman from St Kilda is always Nick Revolt. He always yeah. plays well against you guys. But I reckon Nick's carrying an injury. So it could even be possible that they rest him this week so he can get a two-week two season. Please do. Bye. That's what I would say. <laughs> uh, Call a mate.
1: Yeah. I'd just say a mate. Look. This and the bye weekend, that'll get him right. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a couple of weeks off. Uh, all right. Uh, Melbourne take on Gold Coast. Uh, what's TP? Where does, where's TP? Have Melbourne sold one of their games to someone?
0: Uh, is that Canberra? I
1: guess. My, oh, I don't know. That that it was Monica, but maybe it's like TP anyway. Uh, but they are playing Gold Coast at TP. Uh, at T.O. Traeger Park. Oh, yeah. Tia, where, where is that? Not
0: That's not Cairns, is it? Uh, camera?
1: Is it like Darwin? Is it like...
0: I think we had this exact conversation last year. the same place? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really... Stir. Is it in Geraldton? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Melbourne are playing the Gold Coast in Geraldton <laughs> this weekend. I think Gold Coast is still in China. So Melbourne are going <laughs> over there to play them in China. <laughs> Uh, this weekend, uh, Mel- Melbourne have to win this one, right? Melbourne have to beat What Well, Holocaust. it depends.
0: I don't know where it is. Who's, it's a Melbourne home game.
1: It's a Melbourne home game somewhere fuck I could see Melbourne losing this yeah of course Gold Coast you know they're coming off a hiding over in China and they were playing pretty well before that Gold Coast could definitely win it but Melbourne have to win it I would have thought are
0: you going to pick Melbourne then I'm going to say Melbourne I'll pick Gold Coast for the sake of interest
1: Uh, All right, Uh, Richmond at the MCG take on Essendon in the uh, Dreamtime at the G match there'll be 80,000-90,000 people there Huge occasion. Fuck, man. Both Essendon on fire, Richmond being a bit unlucky. I mean... Oh, the, a bit. <laughs> the, the stage is set for something amazing.
0: I don't know. I mean, I've got no feeling... I mean, I feel like Essendon are going to win, but something tells me, Will, something tells me uh, Richmondy is not done yet. Like, the most disappointing thing to happen would be for Richmond to lose by six goals, be down all day, and nothing of any interest happens. But... Mm. I'll pick Essendon.
1: I was going to pick Essendon as well, but for the sake of it...
0: Yeah, go on. I'm going to pick Richmond. Yeah, great.
1: I'm going to get on board the Tiger train for the big dream time at the G. I feel like after this week, they're just going to have to...
0: I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like, I
1: mean, Essendon have been so good. It's hard to tip against Essendon. It should be a really
0: Traditionally game. Traditionally, who wins these games? I don't really know. I, I feel like Essendon. But
1: I feel like it'll be a really great game of football. Lots of fun to watch, I imagine, that one. Uh, Saturday night also at the Adelaide Oval, Adelaide take on Fremantle in a game that Frio would have some optimism yeah, going I into.
0: But um, I would suggest that... Uh, a resurgent Adelaide? Yeah. I'm going to pick Fremantle. And that's my lock of the week. Well, I mean, that'd be a good luck of the week if that comes up. I'm
1: going to go with Adelaide, the safer option, but I think the Adelaide will win.
0: This is going to be a round that will really separate our tips because we've gone pretty much opposite in every game.
1: Uh, Collingwood take on the Brisbane Lions.
0: Collingwood. <laughs> 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 safe at that game. Although.
1: Are their backs to the wall? They're that's so the far from it, their right? wall. They're standing in the so, middle of the I room. Mean, it's hard when you're taking on Brisbane for your backs to be against the wall.
0: Yeah. Unless danger Brisbane, game, danger Brisbane, game for the pies. Unless, unless Brisbane get out to a big lead, which Brisbane have, the Brisbane have been fast starters this year. So if yep. Brisbane get out to it. Best things to happen to the pies is for them to be six goals down after the first quarter.
1: Is there any chance that the pies to get in the right position and headspace against Brisbane? Just don't send out eighteen players in the first <laughs> quarter. Just send out like fourteen. Keep the rest on the bench.
0: Yeah. Is it's there any idea. rule
1: that says you have to have 18 on at all times? There isn't, is there? I don't think so. So, if your tactic was, we're going to play 14, but we're going to keep it, you know, Pendles and a few, Trelaw and whatever on the bench, you know, full of run, yeah. get our backs against the wall.
0: And then charge through. Yeah. Get Adam we're going to have Treloar. We're going to have
1: Adam Trelaw, Scott Pendlebury <laughs> in a Gravitron <laughs> for the first quarter, ready to go. Uh, Carlton on Sunday a take on North Melbourne at Etihad in a game that I could see Carlton being very competitive in and maybe causing
0: an upset, but I'm going to say North Melbourne. And that's that's pretty much sums up Carlton's entire year, right? Yeah. Every game you can see him being competitive before getting blown away. North Melbourne.
1: Uh, and the final game of the round uh, is the West Coast Eagles taking on GWS at Domain
0: Stadium. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Interesting. GWS not going that well. I mean, winning still, yeah, but but you know, a lot of injuries and those sort of things. And having to travel over to Western Australia. They
0: don't strike me as the best travellers, do they? We say, we think that we have, we have speculated on this show that they're kind of thin skinned, the GWS guys. Okay. When things are going their way, maybe the battle of flat track bullies, would you suggest yeah, it's a hard game to pick this one, isn't it? I'm going to get back on board with
1: West Coast. I think West Coast at home yeah. and coming off this week, they're just going to have to fly the flag again.
0: Well, as to complete our, uh, uh, our reparations with our West Coast listeners, I okay. too will pick West Coast because I think they're pretty good, Will. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. Pretty good. good. At I home. Think good at storm. home. <laughs> Maybe at home. I don't think they're any good. Josh Kennedy's okay, though.
1: We're not still recording this. love JJ. I don't like them. I think they're no good. Uh, We have a Facebook page, a Two Guys One Cup (laughs) podcast. You can look up and leave information. comments, feedback, uh, you can rate the podcast so you can share it around on the places that you listen to it so people know about the podcast. Yeah,
0: because, uh, I mean, for those of you new to podcasting, uh, iTunes has this weird algorithm. That's how they rank their show. So if you can go and it takes like two seconds just to, to rate us or write a quick review, it helps us jump up the, the ratings, which helps us all around.
1: Yeah, it obviously means it gets the podcast out to more people. Yeah. And, um, you know, it gives us
0: more capacity to keep doing it if people are listening to it. Enables, you, know, you guys know how this works. Enables the Herald Sun to stay afloat. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, where are they going to get stories from if it isn't from this podcast? Um, And, of course, uh, you can support uh, our podcast, This and Tofop, and our other
0: podcasts at Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Tofop, which is basically an ongoing subscription service, so you can uh, donate any amount that you feel comfortable with, from a dollar up to... Uh, I mean, uh, $1.2 million a year for six years. That's the cap? Yeah.
1: Well, no, that's... Yeah, you can. That's front, the offer that's on the table. You can,
0: well, you can, you can front-load your subscription. You can, donate, <laughs> you can donate. You can donate like a million up front if you want to, donate like down one
1: point eight million this year, and it goes down to say eight hundred thousand in five years. That's fine as well. Yeah, but we, we can handle that. We, we don't have a cap.
0: Yeah, that's It's right. actually
1: free spending.
0: We're trying to build a war chest.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. So, yeah, we exactly. Can, so we can
0: draft in a good podcaster for right. the show next year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's going to be three of us next year and we're hoping to
0: get Mark Maron. <laughs> doesn't know a lot about footy at the moment, but he brings a substantial audience. So, <laughs> Play on Not 15. Well. We
1: are Two Guys,
0: One Car.